No one's ever going to hear that, man. Someone's going to hear it. Someone's going to hear it eventually. There's three people that are ever going to hear that. Three people until, like, some fucking aliens find the archives one day, tens of thousands of years from now, and they're going to know. They're going to know exactly what it is that I said. It's... when. Adam, when is it going to happen? When are we? When when are the fucking aliens finally going to happen, man? It's 2018. So who says they haven't already? You know, we had that. Uh, yeah, we had that stuff back in the fifties. You don't. You don't. You can't completely say with a hundred percent certainty that that didn't happen. That is true. I just think with all the ever-growing modern technology we have and the ability for us to see as far as we can into space and the hyper-evolved technology that we have and the, the way that our science has evolved and understanding and yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. And you've pretty much come to the conclusive fact that when you look up in the sky, every sparkle you see in the sky is potentially a planet that potentially has some kind of atmosphere that can have some sort of growth. There's got to be some shit out there. Either they don't know about us or they don't care about us or it's there's time and space time and space travel relativity where like they're coming to us but they're not going to get they're not going to get here for like 50,000 years from now. You got to imagine there's 360 degrees on a compass and then you've got 360 degrees of 360 degrees around the earth. That's that's space. Yep. So, yeah. even if we're pointing our telescopes in, you know, the same direction all the time, yeah, you're only looking at like 1% of the night sky. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all fun to think of shit like, like the way, the way movies have it portrayed where, you know, oh, just suddenly aliens show up and they want something. They're going to do something, man. There could be a fucking spaceship the size of our sun that just flies by us and incinerates our planet in its travel. Like it ain't always. Yeah. There's you, so did, you didn't realize we were like as small as dust to these aliens. Like right, we're like in somebody's necklace right now. Like like you know how when a plane flies through the air and air gets ingested in through its intake and just shredded and spat out the other end yeah yeah i mean there, there could be a fucking spaceship out there that our galaxy is that dust to to a ship you know yep that's that's basically where we're at we're we're just going to we're we're just going to disappear one day one day it's just going to blink out of existence and we'll be yeah. like, oh we had a good run we have to we have to hope that something out there some race of something sees us can see us chooses to see us and then maybe you're hoping that they have a curious mind like the human mind is you know oh hey i wonder what that planet's all about yeah most likely what you're going to run into is like the animal like aliens where we go and there's like a planet full of like horse level intelligence creatures and we're just like oh we found life on other planets but it's kind of crap Right. I like I like the uh I like the movies that portray aliens as like they're not bipedal or quadrupedal. They're they're you can you can't really perceive them. You know, they're like they're like light almost. Or even that uh there was another movie that came out last year, uh Infinity War. Yes. 
Yes, where it uh, they're big purple nutsacks that uh, they're they're trying to find power stones to yes. to deal to deal damage. That yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of that movie where that the, the aliens came down and like we sit scientists up there to talk to them and it was all about the lingu- the logistics of trying to talk to an alien species that is actually trying to talk to us and communicate in some way. Yeah, I think I saw Shit a like that, that is interesting. It's like uh, yeah, Close it Encounters. Uh, what was it? Close Encounters? No. Contact, maybe. What was the one with know, the lights? But... And they, the lights had like a different tone for each one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A yeah. Close Spielberg. Encounters. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think that that's the kind of level that I think of when I think of aliens these days. Like I'm, I'm too old and way past the oh that they get out of a ship and they got laser guns and they want to kill everything because they want water who knows i like the idea of something arrives on earth and they're they're almost like they don't even fucking care about us they're just here for a pass through or maybe they're just checking checking out what we are what what is it like for humans to try to talk to these things to try to understand what they are that's that's what that movie did they spent like it wasn't just a couple days it's i think the mo- i think the movie's the time span was like several months and it was they like we sent some of the world we sent a couple of the world's like or one of the world's most intelligent uh linguistic personalities to go hey can you somehow figure out what they're saying to us can you figure out can you figure out if they're even saying something to us i like that idea before we even get to the idea of okay now why are they here you know we think turns out they're the dude bros of the alien culture you know and they're just (laughs) fucking with us drawing dick pics and shit (laughs) we think they're saying something profound prophetic and it's just they're like suck it human dudes <laughs> fuck you they're talking to each other and they're like <laughs> and when the translation is like they totally think we're awesome <laughs> they're like, yeah no dude <laughs> get fucked human shit but, yeah uh what we as humans because we are humans think ourselves we're only used to what is here on earth and even to the most badass animals like elephants and tigers and shit we think we are the hot shit and it's because we think that way we always portray in media that when aliens do come here like hey we want you or we want your shit man aliens could be so if if i i think that they're so fucking evolved in their science and their technology and their space travel they're like man you you humans like we don't we have nothing to do with you what the fuck do we want from you like we have metal that can bend time like we don't what what are your fucking pineapples gonna offer us till you find out that pineapples are their source of fuel and you're like oh i get it now okay so like, <laughs> how oh, you, you use water for fuel well shit well fuck <laughs> now we need that to drink oh, man. wasn't there a tom cruise movie about that yeah, the the remake for the War of the Worlds, that was their thing. Like they No, no, no. I mean, there was like one where he was like with this chick and like the the aliens were stealing the water, these giant vacuums. Oh god, there were like multiple Tom Cruises and this woman all over the place. I don't recall this. 
God, man, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the movie. Somebody out there will let us know. But some somebody out there give us a somebody out there correct us on that. We'd love to know because I, I, the only Tom Cruise alien. I mean, I know the there's the uh, the end of days or yeah, not the end of days. Uh, the, uh, the to, to, to end of days of tomorrow. Days of tomorrow. Past. Day, God, days of tomorrow past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You see, like, Derpy Wolverine. He's like, duh, duh. Yeah, I got oh, the claws. I got the claws. Hashtag Tom Cruise Logan. Make it happen. Make it happen. Days of tomorrow. Future. I don't know why, but we I so revolve around that fucking title in this pot. This is the second time that I've made a fucking title of a movie <laughs> incorporate End of Days for some reason. Edge of Tomorrow is the movie I'm thinking of, which I know Adam has seen. It, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Edge of Tomorrow is, seen. is the one where he's, it's Groundhog Day, but with war. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Groundhog uh, Day with robots. Chris, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Audience, period. If you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah, Tom Cruise fucks with aliens a lot. No, think about it. I can't think of like three separate movies where Tom Cruise is fucking around with some aliens now. Yeah, I remember in in, uh, Independence Day. Yeah. I think he fucked an alien in Independence Day. He did. He fucked Data. Him and Will Smith. Data and and Tom Cruise fucked that alien in Independence Day, didn't they? Uh, yeah the guy who played data he yeah. was like a scientist or something oh yeah yeah and he was boning that but, fucking alien down there tom cruise is <laughs> like let me get some of that let me get some of that shit <laughs> will smith is like damn suck he's like what the <laughs> fuck's wrong with y'all and then he smoked a cigar and walked out <laughs> well so so as they're both so as they're both DP and the aliens, Will Smith's above smoking a cigar going, Welcome to Earth. Which, <laughs> you, know, you know? It's got a completely different context when Some you put it like this. that. It's like, oh. I, <laughs> I, I should look this, I should look this up right now, but I remember there, I remember there being a, uh, I think it was a tropes thing that got, they got snubbed. You know, that, that usually when people think about, Independence Day and Will Smith, they always revolve around that line where he goes, Welcome to Earth. But he never says it like that. Oh my God. Is that like a Mandela effect thing? Yeah. He says, Welcome to Earth. He doesn't say, like, he's fucking from the fucking Chicago. Welcome to Earth. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't say say Earth. He doesn't say Earth. Yeah, URF. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. So for some reason, the the world and the media has spun like, oh, that Will Smooth movie where he says "Welcome to Earth." No, he doesn't say that. He says "Welcome to Earth." He says it like a fucking normal human being. So, says it like but he's no, got like an education. Like he know, yeah, yeah, like he, like he might be a fighter pilot or something, you know. <laughs> uh, so I remember Edge of Tomorrow, that being a Tom Cruise movie, mm-hmm. an uh, alien movie. I remember the War of the Worlds remake, which was him and the aliens. And what was what are some other ones? And the other one was the one where it was him and the chick, and I, I can't remember. But spoil, uh, spoilers, it was like uh, he finds out that <gasps> they were oblivion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so it. We need to. Do- uh, let, let, let's get let's get some before we roll into this one. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the end of time cast. I'm Michael and I'm Adam. That's right. Uh, today, Chris will not be with us. Unfortunately, he's got uh, he, he's severely under the weather. We think he's dying. Uh, we're not sure. We're not really concerned. Uh, you know, so he may or may not be here so, next week. Something maybe. about butt cancer. 
but full disclosure, he he's well enough to at least uh, be in our Discord with us. So he's he's listening and typing away, but he can't. Uh, he sounds like a horse eating another horse and then choking to death when he talks. So he's he uh, he opted to be out of here. So thank you, Chris. Yes, Oblivion was the title of that movie, and that's kind of a spoiler, I guess, because spoiler for Oblivion. But yeah, that was the that was the hook that honestly I didn't see coming was the clone aspect yeah there's no way i could tell you what the i mean you, you can't say spoilers for this movie i don't know what the name of yeah, it is right let me just right but now i've seen that movie a couple times remind me so it so it was what was the, i didn't know there was a water aspect to it i must have forgot that part okay so the aliens uh oh my god you want me to start at the top you want me to start as the no, audience no, 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 finds no, just I'm trying to remember that the, the the big hook thing that I remember was that you found out that that he was a clone. Yeah, he was. He, but I don't. He was there. Remember the he was like repairing water. the uh he was repairing the water things. Oh, and yeah, he'd like yeah. fly around. He had this woman with him, and they were all talking about how they were going to go back home and do their whatever. And they had like a certain amount of time they were going to be down here fixing this water thing. Are you still an effective team? Yeah, are you an effective team? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm an effective team. Yeah, and I, fuck. Well, come, comes to find out that the aliens actually conquered the planet, and they've been, they cloned, like, this one dude and this one chick and put them all over the, uh, the world to fix these water things they have everywhere. Except, and the water things they had were, they were cipher, they were siphoning water from the earth. Okay. Yeah, they were, okay. they were like, God knows what they were going to do with that. It's either fuel or they used it to reproduce or I don't fucking know, but they were taking the water for some reason. Probably. They were taking the water for some reason and Tom Cruise was helping them facilitate that, but it wasn't really the real Tom Cruise because there were like 4,000 Tom Cruises. Yeah. yeah. I remember that scene whenever he sees himself, that fucking, that's, that's such a gif worthy picture of him going, what? <laughs> He's like, but I'm the star. Yeah, you're dangerous. Man, you know, this is a whole. Well, we, Adam, you know, me and you get together talking, man. We can fucking spin off on twenty seven topics in one day. Because I just thought of another thing about this guy is that Tom Cruise gets to t- today. Still today, Tom Cruise still gets that fucking. You squint your eyes and you look at him out the corner of your eyes. Like I don't know about that guy, man. Remember that time he went fucking crazy? He got some of that. Maggie Gyllenhaal poo nanny and went crazy and everybody thinks he's crazy and the whole Scientology shit that spun around him mm. and yet people will still go watch his movies that's cause he's a total he's, badass he's still a good fucking he's actor he's a great you know? actor I mean yeah he he does his own. He makes it a point to do his own fucking stunts to to the most you know to the at least safe degree he can. That's you fucking can you can say whatever you want about him, but the dude is a professional and he does his job yeah. well. So he makes yep. good movies, and when you make good movies, yep. people want to see you. So yeah, and it, I remember there there was a uh, thing I saw on Facebook a couple weeks ago saying that basically when you're watching Tom Cruise movies, you're watching a billionaire act out his you know uh, stunt fetishes. Just he just wants to go out and fucking have fun, and you get to you, you get to you get to watch him have fun. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's huh. He's not he's not the only one, but there are so many artists out there in movies, music, whatnot, where 
people will say bad shit about them. Like, yeah, they're they're an asshole. Uh, bam, Edward Norton mm-hmm. from from outside and inside. I've heard nothing but bad things about working with Edward Norton. Like, he's an asshole. He's a jerk. He's done some bad shit to 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 fans. He's done a lot of bad shit to fellow actors. He's pissed off directors, but. I really can't think of too many bad Edward Norton movies. Fight Club is not Fight Club. Sure, nobody movie. likes Fight Club. <laughs> Fight, me. but yeah, it in a club. There's there's so many <laughs> movies out there. So many artists out there where it's like, yeah, I could read all day about their shit, but I, I think it had to. It would have to take some really hard left turns. Like, okay, if I hear a director is a fucking pedophile, that will really make me not want to go watch their movies. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't hold that against all the actors in their movies, though. Like, maybe they, they maybe they didn't know, you know. But it's amazing how many people just immediately latched onto this whole Tom Cruise is just a crazy weird fucking dude and and they forgot about the months prior when they were when uh, MySpace had pictures all over the place of him like there was a I remember a story of where he was at some event some movie premiere or something or it might have been just something and I don't remember. If, I don't even remember if he was the main guy of of the premiere or the show or whatever. But apparently, a lot of crowds were like cramming into this area, and they were basically suffocating this woman or dude or a kid or something. And he was like, "Hey, hold the fucking phone!" And he walked over there and like, "Can y'all back the fuck up?" And pulled this person out, and they were hyperventilating. He's like, "Damn, shit, y'all, chill out." I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing that an actor did. Uh-huh. But no, what they remember is him fucking jumping up on a couch and going, I love that woman. Well, you, I love that Gyllenhaal poo nanny. You got, you got to remember. I think it was Katie Holmes that he was talking about, wasn't it? Uh, Katie, I don't, I don't, man. He's the, had, the what, Dawson's, 20, the Dawson's girls? Creek chick, know. the one he had a, he had a baby with named her after the it phone. Been, it might have been, Katie they name her like yeah. Siri or something like that. Like after the phone thing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it must be really fucked up if you got your iPhone on and like you're talking to your kid. It's like, Siri, oh, come God. here. And it's like, I can't move. I'm my phone. Speaking and- of which, okay, Google, <laughs> look up gay porn. Xbox, turn on. Xbox, turn on. I'll try it. Yeah. That's some shit that I hear other podcasters do. Let's just say some shit like that. You just come out randomly. It's like, oh god, no, oh shit, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. The first time you do it, that's that means the algorithm saved that shit. So that's good. You're gonna get suggestions for the rest of the year. But yeah, it, it might have been Katie but Holmes. That, but this way, uh, this actually reminds me of uh, this this whole discussion reminds me of a YouTube video I watched uh, from a while back. Should you judge art based on the artist? Ah, uh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, man, I. Whew, again, I think it it depends on. It depends on what the fuck they're doing, and it it depends on the severity of what it is that they're doing, and it also depends on whether I'm physically, con- contributing to what they're doing. Well, I mean, for example, that, I mean, the question is, I, is like. Uh, if you if you're looking at the art in a vacuum, not whether or not you'd pay for it, just whether or not it's actually good work. Yeah, you know, there you've got the. Will I ever pay for this? No. If you don't support the yeah. artist, I don't. 
think you should support them financially, even though there's a whole team of people that's probably involved in helping them do their thing. Like Tom Cruise, he's got, you know, uh, writers and directors and the stagehands and the other actors and all that other stuff. If you don't like Tom Cruise, doesn't mean that his movie is going to be directly contributing to his pocket. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I would say it could expand to things that are not just art, you know. Let's say let's say the the person that does finally come around and and find the actual knock it out in 5 days cure for HIV, for AIDS. What if you find out that that person actually was a fucking serial rapist murderer that was so smart and intelligent they were hiding bodies in their lab. Oh, and they were a pedophile too. Like does that denounce the cure? Does that does that take away does that take away from the guy that just saved millions of lives? It does. It, it takes away from them. It doesn't take away it from takes their away from them. It doesn't take precisely. away from their work, however. But yeah. that doesn't mean and obviously, what cure for cancer or AIDS or whatever you know we're talking about here is different than a TV show or a true, true. a movie or a video game. Or, you know, something that you take very, like, if you hate George R. R. Martin's per- personal feelings on the use of Crisco, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't make his book suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make the movies based there, the TV shows based on his books suck either. They, all those things are different things and they're all, you know, most things in life are a collaboration of different talents coming together to make a product you know what i mean yeah they i, I kind of take this, that into context too if i absolutely hate something you know i think this this is this, this this is attributed to us being social beings mm-hmm. because it's 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 keen to imagine us looking at something in a vacuum but unfortunately especially in today and it will ever increase the more socially connected we become. We are always surrounded by outside influences. So you might have saw this awesome movie and thought that movie was cool. And then four days from now, you are flipping through Facebook going, man, I wonder what my brother's doing today. Oh, man, I, I want to see some pictures of my cousin's truck that he bought. And then you, oh, yeah, by the way, this actor uh, apparently fucking brutally murdered his wife in cold blood and and then, like, burned his kids alive. Yeah. The, like, the, oh, the worst thing about man. being a celebrity is that your worst day is going to be remembered forever. Ain't that, that I fucking hate that, man. And if they, they lose their shit one time, it is in the permanent record of human history. Yep. You know? Yep. You have... It, I, I've had bad days that I, you know, look back on and I go, man, you know, I, I really... I could have done better that day. You know, yeah, I could have done better. Yeah. I'm thankful that I could, you know, hide them from other people so it doesn't like yes. reflect on me now. Does that make right. sense? For now, for now, you know? become a superstar of the of the podcast world. Well, even when I do out. when I do that, I'll change media forever. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, no one wants to have their their worst time shoved right in their face and yeah you know there's 
And it's really hard because celebrities have to be ultra quick about turning around and renouncing what they did in the heat of the moment. Yeah. You know, you fuck up and say some bad shit yesterday that you didn't really mean. You better turn around and apologize for it the next day. You know yeah. what I mean? Or else yeah. they're going to, they're going to hold that against you for the next week. It's not going to be anything else but them talking about that. Mike Wills said that he likes, uh, cats instead of dogs. That motherfucker. Oh, no. That motherfucker. And the fucking dog people are beating down your door and holding protests and, you know, all kinds of dank memes are being created. You know. Oh, God. Dank memes about me would be so awesome. <laughs> So, you know, there, you know, and that stuff is going to live forever. So you have to, you, you, you almost can't take it back once it's out there. You know, you probably can't take it back once it's out there, yeah. but if you can at least take some of the venom out of it really quick, but yeah. that takes, that takes a lot of gall to be like, you know what? I really did believe that 12 hours I think ago. All that as well. I think all that as well is determined on it. it, it uh, some other, uh, it, things about, these issues it are i can't i can't english right now i guess is how often have you done this like is this okay did you you did it you 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 begged forgiveness of the world did you do it again and two again the severity of whatever it is you know if you it comes out that you you fucking told a lie and oh man it was a really bad lie well i mean shit man i this man is I don't know how we're getting so fucking deep in these conversations, man. But this is this is something else I've I've dealt with my whole life. And I've tried my absolute best to tears to not be this way. But I cannot stand people around me that act as though they are so perfect that they don't make mistakes. And either they don't make mistakes or they don't like, well, I don't make them as often as you do. Like, man, everybody fucks up. It all, it all, all it takes is a, is a weird slash bad set of circumstances for somebody to go, you know what? I'm taking a left. I'm just taking this left. And you take the left and you burn something to the ground and you go, Oh fuck. I should not have done that. Well, everybody around you goes, wow. So you're a fucking left taker, huh? Mm. And you're like, you know what? Maybe you took a fucking back sometimes. Yeah. You know, just, just because you know about what I've done, who knows what you haven't done? Yeah. You know? And that's a, who, who doesn't know. And that, that's the thing is I think they got to be really big people on the inside or at least have a really good PR team to be like, you know what? Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you say. You need to apologize for this. And just renounce yeah. it immediately so that it doesn't do damage to your career. And that can be really tough if it's something that like is like a cause you believe in or something you don't believe is actually wrong in the first place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you see like uh th- this happened recently with that EA guy. You remember the, the whole Battlefield debacle or whatever? Remind me. Remind okay, me. Okay, Battlefield uh five had uh uh female in the trailer. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, everybody kind of immediately, even, yeah, I think even we did it. We kind of keyed in on the, like, hey, there's nothing wrong with having females in the World War II game. Right, right. This guy, the lead developer over at, at, uh, Dice, he, uh, he, he kind of came out and, and went after the fans. Kind of, kind of went after the fans a little bit. He, he said basically they were uneducated, da da da. Well, you know, you had a vocal segment out there that was against the the women in gaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to 
bet that the majority of the good people, which is the majority of the people, were like, okay, well, this is kind of out of place. You know, she's got uh, a cyberpunk aesthetic in World War Two with all these weird tats yeah. and this weird haircut and uh, a yeah, robotic yeah. arm and wielding a cricket bat. And this other guy's got a katana and there's just... Yeah, this is not how people in World War II looked, and this breaks the immersion, and I'm kind of upset with this. And he said, yeah. everybody, that he, he kind of went after the fans, you know? He said, well, just because you're uneducated and stupid, you know, doesn't mean we got to change our game for you. If you don't like it, don't buy it. And this guy lost his job for that. Yep. Yep. You know? And I get it. I get the whole, like, doubling down on your your principles or whatever, but the, what he should have done after he realized that he had like just kind of generalized a giant group of people has immediately put his foot in his mouth. But it's kind of been a, a just an ongoing snowball effect now because you have, uh, he didn't apologize for it. EA fired him, but EA didn't apologize for it either. Yeah. So you've got this giant, uh, chain of uh you know bad pr decisions that have kind of gone back and forth oh is that ba's kind of paying for it now they had to push battlefield back their stock prices went down yep. not looking good for them right now and that's all because they because didn't do what like you know what, what i was saying they you have to come out and you have to get ahead of that stuff before it dog piles you yeah you know what i mean and it was somebody saying their piece, you know. That's just, that guy was just sharing his honest opinion, and perhaps it wasn't as well thought out. Perhaps it wasn't, uh, perhaps he didn't take the time to consider all the different factors that were going into something. Did he deserve yeah. to lose his job? Uh, and uh, you make a big generalizing statement, maybe, if you're in a big position like that, you got to know what you're doing before you open your mouth. But yeah, he's just a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that. That that is a that when I think about celebrities, that's what I think of is like, man, you know, you really gotta, you really gotta be watching your p's and q's all the time. Everything you all say, every little off, you know, every little off to the side comment you make is being constantly scrutinized and picked apart to find out what kind of evil they can project upon you. <laughs> I forget what what uh, one of my many podcasters that made this comment. I'm I'm gonna say it was somebody from Two Best Friends, but they were like, "Man, it's not easy being a hundred all the time." I think that statement is actually. I think that applies to all media personalities. Period. Actors, uh, musicians, etc. But I think it also has a dual meaning. It's what what the surface meaning is is if. Me and Adam are out in public at a fucking Whataburger having a burger, and a fan comes up and goes, "Hey, you're Adam and Chris. We gonna?" It, no, I'll be yeah, like, that's, that's, of, "That's Mike." Or, that's Mike, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll slap him. <laughs> you can't. How can you do that? Get us right. And they go, "Hey, it's 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 Michael and Adam. It's you two from the podcast, right?" We have to be like, "All right, let's put our burger down and be like, hey, hey, man, how you doing?'" Say, yeah, it's good to see you, fan. It is that. Yeah, I get that aspect of it, but it's also the fact being a hundred all the time, full stop. That means. All the time, because you never know what camera's pointing at you. You never know who is listening in on a conversation. Everywhere you go, you have to be this this 
this face almost. And I imagine that's an internal struggle for many artists out there. It's like, do I, how about I just be me? You know, well, you can't always just be you because you're signed over to some contract with some publisher, publisher or some who knows what. And they're like, look, we look, we really don't care that you you push abortion like we don't personally care, but the company that you represent does. So try not to just get away from all that. OK, so when somebody asks you just lie. Or just don't say anything. Just have no, no comment. Like, well, fuck, yeah. man. And you're like, yeah, but you're no like, comment. I feel really strongly about this issue, so I want to make yeah, a comment. Like, and then you got to make that yeah. internal decision: Do I want to keep this job? Is it worth losing? Yeah. Now, there's a guy, that one dude, uh, the football player guy with the national anthem. He's going through the same shit right now. Yeah. It worked out big, for him though, because he got a he got a secondary deal after he lost his NFL job. Yeah. So that that worked out for him. It doesn't work out for everybody. A lot of though. people know his name. <laughs> Notoriety or not, a lot of people know his name. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? That big, going back to your whole McDonald's reference or whatever it was, Whataburger, TM, paid sponsor. Uh-huh. Uh, paid sponsor. Paid sponsor. Mm, yeah. Waterburger. Water. So good. Oh, so yeah. good when you take a burger and you just dip it in water and you try to yeah, eat it. Yeah, Waterburgers. Mm. Mm. They go down mm. easy. They, they come out fast. Pile of slop. Uh, <laughs> I feel, dude. I think I've told you this before. I think you and I have been to Whataburger a couple times, and I, I still cannot get that out of my head, dude. Every fucking time that somebody says Whataburger, I always think Waterburger, and that image of a fucking soaking wet burger just falling to pieces in your hands and i it just puts a it puts a fucking taste in my mouth i'm like i don't want to eat there it's like oh yeah it's just you bite into it and the bread just the bread is like squishing in your hand between your fingers yeah it's just like your your fingers go straight to the meat patty I think uh, because when I was a teenager, like around 15, 16, illegally working 15 years old, I used to work at uh, I started working at a restaurant as a busser and they specialized in burgers. So just seeing like burgers in a trash can or whatnot and just seeing the wet fucking slop. It just I I guess that is what keys back in my mind when somebody says, man, I'm going to get some water burger. I'm like, yeah, can't do it. Mm. It's just like, you know, you take a bowl of, like a soup bowl and you put a burger in there and you just pour ice cold water over the top of it. Just, I wonder how many people were making just, stop, pull over and traffic. Just break and just it open with a spoon. Chunks. You just, all over the you eat it with a spoon like it's French onion soup. You're just like, oh, yeah. So yeah, Whataburger, if you want to give us some sponsorship, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll take it. I love, I love water, Whataburger. I love mm-hmm. Whataburger. Oh God! Uh, uh, before I interrupted you, you were saying, "Oh, the uh, so going back to the situation with the guy there. I mean, you got to imagine like the celebrities, like they probably nine times that on uh, ninety nine times out of a hundred, when that happens, they react the right way. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, man, hey, let me stop eating and take a picture with you to do selfie. I'll sign your t shirt, whatever it is." Yeah. Now, one time, he gets up and he's just had enough, yeah. and he takes out every other motherfucker that has done this to him, all out on yep. this one guy. 
And the one guy's like, hey, yeah. I, you know, I really love your work and I appreciate you. Is this a good time? No, the fuck is not a good time. He just like flips the table and starts, he pulls out a pair of clippers from nowhere and begins shaving his head. You know, it's <laughs> like, just have a complete what? fucking breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. He's like, he's like, oh my God. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's know. the only thing anybody's going to ever remember, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's th- this is the weight that I would never like. I've, okay, real talk. I've always wanted to be a rock star. I've always wanted to be on the stage with a fucking mic in front of millions of fans, just blaring my soul out in lyrics. I think it's awesome. I wouldn't mind being an actor, and the same thing. But that right there has always bugged me. Not not I wouldn't say scared, but that's always been like a fear of mine. Is that uh, think of the song that Eminem did, uh, Stan. Like, yeah, that dude waited for three hours with his kid for a signature, and Eminem said no, but think about it. If you have millions of fans, and there are like 200, 250,000 fans at your event, you do the show for, you know, two, three hours, you have a little bit of after show bullshit for an hour, and then you stay. How long do you think it's going to take you? You would have to be a damn near a fucking robot with an assembly line going, all right, signature, next, signature, hey, thanks, I love you too, signature, next, next, yeah, thanks, I appreciate it, yeah, the move is good, yes, thank, like, it, it's, it seems like at first when you're a small time person coming up and you have those fans, kind of like us, I guess, uh-huh. it's, it's real easy to have those six, seven thousand people when you only see like 10 or 12 of them every other day and be like, man, thanks for that fucking forum post or thanks for spending the money to go see my movie or thanks for buying my album, buying two copies and giving a copy to a friend for pushing me out there. And here's a signature. Yeah, let's sit and chat for like five minutes about general life where you're just telling me thanks for all the things I do. But when you have millions of people this is where the the disaster shit comes in my mind, where you're just out at fucking Subway eating lunch, and every other person that walks through that door is like, "That's Adam. Hey, let's go, let's, let's go let's go talk to him. Let's go. Ah, don't bug him. easy. ah, just a signature. What's a signature? Look, I got a sharpie and a fucking thing right here. Let's just. It's four seconds. He could scribble it and move on. And it sounds so small to you. Huh? But when there are thousands of people doing that, like every other person you pass on the streets, like, hey man, I love that fucking episode of your podcast. You're like, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It's all hey, it's hey, all fun and games you, till you're uh, being strangled with that little subway bag. You know, yeah. <laughs> that stuff. I do not envy them that famous nature at all. I do not. I think that that's when they get to the, you know, wearing baggy clothes and sunglasses and giant fucking ten gallon hats everywhere they go. Yeah, like a fat suit. They got a beard growing out. Swapping cars. Yeah, having a fucking entourage of bodyguards around to be like, hey, get away! They're literally trying to eat breakfast. They're taking fifteen minutes of their life in peace to eat. We know you liked them and fucking gone in 60 seconds, but Jesus, let them be. Oh, man. Thankfully, we'll never be that fucking famous, right? Speak for yourself. Right? <laughs> Adam. 
Adam, what have you been doing this week? Oh, uh, God. Actually, you can fucking take... Man, you haven't been here in like six and a half years, man. Oh, man. You can tell us what you've been playing, what oh, you've been doing, what oh, you've been God. watching. You can, play some, you can play some Adam catch-up for a bit if you need to. Well, let's see. What have I been playing? Well, I, I went through, back through Pillars of Eternity again, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Went back... Like all the way through oh, it? Yeah. Finished it went again? Back, went back through the first game. I'm in the process of going back to the second game now second game oh god so good and furthermore they've released a couple extra dlcs since then so now i'm having to go back on my original file and finish those out oh yeah Mm. good stuff uh i don't know if y'all talked about it yet but have you seen the new valkyrie chronicles i've watched the trailer for it but I, that's all I've seen about it. Oh yeah, it looks really good. From what I hear a lot of people saying that it that it's going back to the. From what I understand, Valkyrie Chronicles one very good, which I know I played it. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie Chronicles two also good. It's a good sequel. It's pretty damn good. Third one, it kind of skews a little bit. Apparently, the next one is not good at all. But this one is supposed to be going back to its roots, from what I'm and hearing. From that's, what that's the big press I'm hearing. From what from Easy Allies said, I watched their review on it. They said mm-hmm. this is this is exactly what the fans wanted before they came out with the anime, before they came out with the next two sequels. This is exactly the sequel that the fans wanted. So I was like, oh man, this Good. is, uh, this is pretty awesome then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take a look at this. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like more of the same, which is exactly what you wanted and better, bigger, better, more yeah. stuff. And, uh, yeah. they just took the original can- concept and instead of altering it, they just widened the scope. And so now. Yeah. Can't wait. Releases on the 25th. It's going to be awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah. It's thanks, on- Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah. That. It's going to be. Gonna be so good. It'll be so good. You got your pre-order in? I have not yet, but I plan to, uh, next week will be my pre-order date. So. I completely understand, man. I don't know if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, but these fucking pre-orders for me, man. Holy shit. I just want to go somewhere and pay the full fucking price and have the game. Well, you can do that anywhere, almost, especially like the typical places like GameStop and whatnot, but buying shit online to have like a digital copy, it's a, it's, it's a fucking mixed bag, man. Uh-huh. It's, it's 2018 and it's like, it's hit or miss whether or not you'll be able to just buy something and download the code the next day. The new Spider-Man game, I was fortunately able to do that. But like the, the uh, Doom Eternal, the sequel to the 2016 Doom, I, I can buy physical copies, but I can't just buy a code online and pay the full price up front. What they want you to do is they just basically stick your name in a queue. And the minute the game drops, then they draw the money from your account. I'm like, what? I don't know if I'm going to have that money, you know, four months from now. I've got it now. Uh-huh. Can I just buy it now? They're like, oh, well, no, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll withdraw it. <clears throat> so, you know, hey, we want your money. Five, we want your money. Five minutes before, really five minutes before that, an asteroid comes down and hits your great grand step cousin in the head and fucking knocks them unconscious and you have to pay their medical bills. So, like, you know, your fucking bank account's at zero when the damn DLC comes, or the game finally launches, and now you're negative 60. 
It's just yep draws your account into the negative, which ruins your credit score, which means they take your house. Yeah, they, and they, they take yeah. it before the game even arrives. They've already confiscated your PlayStation or whatever, and they're walking out of the house with it as the game gets there. You're left with like your house. You're you're left on the street. They've like taken all your clothes. You've got the little you know knapsack with the stick walking down the train tracks, and some dude walks up and, and hands you the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Thanks, thanks, EA. Yeah, thanks for not taking my money. <laughs> God, what a fucking bass backwards ironic statement that yeah. is. Thanks, EA, for not taking my money. Good, jo- good job, EA. <laughs> even when, even when you do something right, you do it wrong. You bastards. <laughs> you fucking bastards. So, you know, you've got that, and that, man, they've got so many good games coming out here. I was looking at. Have you seen the new Pathfinder game? Uh, I don't think I did. Okay, little little bit a little bit of backstory to this. Uh, D and D kind of took a little turn between three point five and four point They kind of mm-hmm. changed direction a little bit. It's kind of a little bit of a a retooling of the classic system. Mm-hmm. And so at three point five, it had kind of reached its D twenty. Zenith at that point, and it was, you know, it had all these really complicated tables and charts, and if not this, then that, and thousands of spells to pick from, and all this other stuff, and uh, they wanted to make the game more friendly to newcomers, so what they did is they took the tabletop game, and they retooled it to work better on the grid system, which was an optional system that... uh you know, people had been playing D and D like that for a while, but you know, it was just this made it a lot easier to to do more complex actions on the grid system. And they had like this online book set and all these cool new features they want to try out. But in the process, they kind of threw the game out. They they threw all the uh, I I want to say they 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 just, they just kind of streamlined the game down to where it was kind of a just a a surface level of what it used to be. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, when they did that, they split the fan base a little bit. You got the people that were like, okay, well, I like the more complex system and it doesn't bother me and I want that. And so the people over Pathfinder kind of, uh, they, when they made 4.0, they made, uh, 3.5 open source. So they just went copy, paste, rewrite all the realm history, come up with a new thing. Boom, you got 3.5. We'll just add, add on to the system a little bit and tweak it and twerk it. So it's kind of like if uh, D&D is a tabletop game, just kind of branched off in a separate direction at 3.5. Mm-hmm. After 3.5, you have Pathfinder, which continues 3.5 and expands upon it and changes some core elements. And then you have 4.0 and then later on 5.0. And it's not to say that, you know, 4 and 5.0 are bad. They're just a lot different than 3.5 was. Right, right, right. Um, so they've decided to make a game. They've had, D&D has been making games forever. I mean, I've told you about Baldur's Gate and uh, Neverwinter Nights and Icewind Dale and all those kind of games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All based on D&D games. Now you've got your first Pathfinder game coming out, to my knowledge. Um, 
and it looks really freaking cool. To be totally honest with you, the system is really in depth. It's, a, it's got all the things that I liked about 3.5 in there because there's a lot of, uh, uh, very intricate character building that's going to go on. Nice. So nice. starting off, you're like, okay, well, what race do I want? What class do I want? What subclass do I want? Uh, what, what kind of special feats and where do I want to put my stats at to get what feats and all this other kind of, oh, it looks good. The choices look good. The, uh, oh man, everything I've seen from it looks like it's going to be a good game. Now, cool. I'm kind of excited for it. It's called Pathfinder Kingmaker. Should be, uh, should be a pretty good game. I think it comes out later this month, actually. I think you can actually play the beta right now. If you download it now, but uh, mm-hmm. it should launch. Uh, it's either next week or the week after. But okay, that's a, that's another one that we're just talking about games that were coming out, and that that's definitely one that uh that will be. Thanks, Chris. Twenty fifth as well, so that's coming out the same day as Valkyrie. Oh my god! <laughs> I did, now thanks. Now I got to fucking flip a coin. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's going to be like, oh, well, I've downloaded both of these. Which one gets done first? Actually, no, it's not even going to be that because the one that gets done first is when I click first. So now I've got to flip a coin to see which one I click first. God, man. Don't you hate it when you have like these revelations and like now you're, you're whole fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, God, it's, I've got, the, it's the fucking it's, it's the curse of the wealth of choice, man. Man. Well, it's a good it's a good dilemma to have. This is first world problems. Right oh, here. yeah. Yeah, first fucking world problem, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, believe it or not, I have withstood the temptation to go back to WoW. I think I told you last oh, time I got a. Really? I was getting invites. <laughs> I was getting invites, and I was just like, ah. Oh, ah. Oh. But, uh, man, I keep hearing really good things about this one, too. You yeah, know? man. You don't fucking tempt me. It's like you, you, you he's like you know smoking is really fun. <laughs> you know, it's like you know crack is pretty good sometimes. It's, it's just waving it around in front of the recovering addict. Like yeah, here you go. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking good. There's only a there's only a few sources I've heard it from anyway. Like I'm not hearing it shouted from the rooftops about this expansion, but I'm all I am hearing about this expansion is good things. Uh, yeah, I don't have enough knowledge of the series to to to, to speak on why it's better, or why it's good, etc. But yeah, I yeah, seems like it's it's been going good for the people that are back in. So yeah, I was surprised you are not back in. Yeah, I am surprised as well. Man, if you'd have asked me a month ago if I was going to be playing WoW, the answer would probably been yeah, probably I'm going to probably end up getting WoW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I withheld. I have withstood the test of time. <laughs> oh man. Uh we've got the uh the new generation of graphics cards that's supposed to be out here. Here's yeah, there's a lot of buzz I've been hearing a lot about uh what's what's the buzzword I've been hearing a lot lately? Uh, is, ray uh, tracing. Ray tracing, yeah. Ray tracer. Uh, now I also I I need to look into that. Because I, I do hear that, yeah, it is a big buzzword, but if you actually look at the videos and show comparisons for, it's not just the water effects and the lighting effects that it's doing. It's also expanding the, the uh, I think, I, I, 
correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, you may know more about this than me or Chris or the audience, but I think somebody was saying that, uh, one of the, this is something that, um, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is supposed to be incorporating heavily because they're saying it's going to help them make it's going to help them keep their worlds as lively as they look. Hmm. You know, it's it's not apparently it's not just a graphical thing. It's not just a oh the lighting looks better and the and the and the and the, the, the reflections look better. It's also the algorithm that it uses can help keep world time better. So when they're trying to make NPCs that are out in the world doing their thing, uh, in spite of you, regardless if you interact with them or not, it helps them allow more characters to do that. So I don't know. Hmm. This is all shit. I'm just recalling from, from loose words here or there. Bottom line is without me looking at it right now, it is a buzzword, uh, rate a buzz phrase, ray tracing. Mm-hmm. And I hear that if you actually go look up YouTube videos of what this does and comparison videos of what it brings to the table, it's apparently pretty fucking cool. It sucks that, yeah, the, 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 the it's, it's a, it's new cards. So you're looking at 12 to $1,500 to get this shit realized in your home. But that aside, <laughs> like, common sense new graphics card prices aside apparently this shit's pretty impressive yeah from what i was i want to say they said it was like 30 percent faster than the previous card so that which is that's going to be huge wow. uh but uh, here's the thing ray tracing is going to be to me in my opinion ray tracing is just going to be Hairworks 2.0 you remember when Hairworks came yeah. out and it's like oh man yeah. look at the individual strands of hair yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. cool it's cool, but I, is it noticeable? Fuck yes, it's noticeable. But once you get mm-hmm. it there, does it really improve everything? Nah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's nice to have. So yeah. now we're going to move on, and this is going to become a standard part of gaming. It's going to be like, okay, cool, this explosion goes off, and you can see it reflected off the water, and then from the water, off the car door, nothing but net. You know, into some dude's sunglasses who then fucking, you know, walks away from the explosion like a badass. It, yeah, I. Hey. I will say that the there are so many games even today that are blowing my mind. Even on uh on like the console side, I have a PlayStation Four Pro because I'm fucking baller rich like that, right? Yeah. But I've got a PlayStation Four Pro, and two of the latest games that I've played, the new Spider Man and the new God of War. The graphics blow my mind. Not just the graphics, but the quality of detail. You can definitely see the money that goes into these games when it comes to the quality of graphics and the looks and everything. And Adam, I think you can agree. That's cool. It's always good to see good graphics on things. But when you show me a game like Cyberpunk 2077 and you tell me something like, okay, if you wanted to... For a in real life twenty four hour period of time, you could follow this one NPC through their whole life, and you will see their life play out. But the next twenty four hour session, they will be doing something else. Like we're beyond just having a couple. You know, they walk down the street. They look like they're looking at a sign. They, they, they stop at this shop down, and sweep. They pick a phone. <laughs> they pick a phone up and go mom 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 mom, and then they go back home, and then they repeat that cycle. Yeah. That's that's that's. That's fucking 1995 idea of, of, of technology, of gaming advancement to me. 2018 needs to be, I need to see a solid week of them doing shit. I want to see them eat, sleep, shit, repeat. 
you know, and take. I need to know that in a 20 hour period of gameplay, when I walk by this NPC the first time, I'm going to see them in a pizza shop eating pizza. Yeah. And the next time I see them 20 hours from now, they're going to be across the city visiting a family member in a house. Like that's, that, that's impressive to me. The fact that I could see the fucking puck marks in their face where they had acne when they were a teenager, that's, that's window dressing. The fact that, that when they're walking, you could see the individual strands of their hair, that's window dressing. The, 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 the garment detail on their blue jeans, how it looks so real when you get close up. That's cool, but that's window dressing. What is the life of this game like? What are the what are the things that you can do in this game besides making things look? Yeah, if I go out in front of this guy's house and I just savage his car, you know, does he have to go to the auto shop or did I ruin his life by making him lose his job? (laughs) You know, what what did I do to this guy? And you know, you, you never see that. And I do believe that is one of the directions that gaming will eventually go. Is that the farther into gaming we get, the farther back they have to pull that cart that curtain back. I don't want to say yeah. I'm I'm starting to see strings, you know. I don't want to see strings. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly yeah. having to to make the strings smaller and more farther out of the way. And this is just one more facet of that. I think you you know how we uh, I described to you like having a unified physics engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this physics engine would be the same if you were playing Madden or if you were playing a racing game or if you were playing a uh, baseball game. It's all the same physics. Physics is the same. You're looking at different properties of physics, but, you know, and then they, they just kind of tweak it depending on whether they want action movie physics or, you know, uh, right. blah, 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 right. you know. I think this is going to be the I'm, AI version of that. It's going to be, you know, we need to make a a list of routines and have them constantly be adding to this list and that to be used in game after game. It's going to be like part of the engine. Like, you know, yeah. when they get the Unreal Engine, it's going to have all these different ideas and all these things set up to just go ahead and uh, implement, you know, very easily at the end. That's, that's usually the, the thing that holds everybody back is it's very time consuming to put all those individual actions and, and try to put that into a right. flow chart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if half the I work mean, is already want... done for you, then you cut the work in half. Yep. I like, uh, I remember you telling me that, uh, the way Star Citizen is working, it's magic. Like, it's, it's basically on a, it, it or was on a production cycle 24-7. Yeah. Where companies would basically do a bunch of work and then save, send file to other team, and the other team would start doing work. I like that idea for game development, which I'm assuming they're not the only one. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure many other ones do it. But I like the idea of having such, uh, think of, a. Uh, Ubisoft, uh-huh. how they always, they have so, they're like, whenever you start up an Ubisoft game, they've got, you know, this is Ubisoft Montreal, this is Ubisoft France, Ubisoft Paris, Ubisoft here, Ubisoft there, wherever. I like the idea of you having so many good developers on hand that you could damn near take a city block and present that city block to a developer, a, a team of three or five, whatever, and say, hey, you guys have two years. 
I want you guys to make this city block as fucking lively and as interactable as you possibly can. You're going to have two apartments, 14 houses, a bakery, a diner, a gas station, and a fucking softball field. Have at it. And in two years, I want this to be awesome. Times that, times a hundred. So now when you put this city together, while the other big team is dealing with the main story and the side quests and the checkmark boxes and all that, the asset team comes in and goes, oh, by the way, boom, here's the world you live in. And it's all different. It all, it's not one NPC copied 20 times spread across 20 miles. It's everybody's different. Now this is really big sided, but I kind of sort of got that feeling when I was watching, uh, the cyberpunk 2077 trailer. I kept looking and I was like, where are the copies? Where's the clones? There's a black guy with a red mohawk and black jeans. Where is his clone in this crowd? Oh, I don't see one. Hmm, okay. All right. Now, the idea of following that guy and watching his life play out for a couple hours and be completely different, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I look for. That's the growth that I want to see. This is a conversation that we've had on here about the graphical, the, the generation gaps going from like the PlayStation to the 64, 64 to the PlayStation 2, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm beyond, I'm done seeing the graphics. Show me the power now. Yeah. Show me the, 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 show me the, the quality of the game. Yeah. It, jump from. At this point, it's like graphics, they are what they are. And getting better graphics is not bad. It's just, it's no longer the selling point it used to be. Yeah, look at look at Grand Theft. Uh, I hate to skip a uh, skip a game, but look at Grand Theft Auto Three, the original Grand Theft Auto Three compared to Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, obviously, it got a large graphical upgrade. Yes, that is a, that is a duh. But when you talk about the differences between those two, oh, I mean, you have one character in this one, but you got three in this one. The size of the world is this big, which arguably back in the PlayStation 2 era was pretty big. But now we have this big area and all the world around it and the, the scope and the scale and this. But that's one of the biggest things that I loved about fucking Just Cause 2. The scale awes me. Mm-hmm. So show me scale, how big you can make this game, and show me how much life you can put into this game. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, you, I'm hoping good things. When you have uh, that, when you have that feeling of just, what should I go do next? And you're sitting there brainstorming different things you can do, and ah, uh, that's that. That's a feeling that's gone now. Uh, for the most part, whenever I, you get the GTA fives every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, you get the Just Cause two every now and then, but you. Other games that try to emulate that, they're, they're just missing that little, that final little push that kind of creates that spark. At least to me, they are. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anything else? Any, uh, news, recent stuff for you? Oh, well, let's see. I've been, I've been down, I've been doing a couple of games, but it's not. It's more just repeats, just going back over stuff I've already played. I'm, I'm really not looking for any new things right now. I've got, I've got, I've got my fill right now as for as much time as I've got just rehashing yeah. old games at the moment. That's cool. Well, I guess I'll roll into my week then. Uh, so I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you and the audience as well, uh, 
when we last on last episode, uh, we had mentioned that due to a clerical snafu on my part, uh, also a, n- apparently not fully understanding how pre-orders and cancellations work. Basically, Chris got a free copy of uh, Spider-Man 2018, so he and I both have been playing that uh, this last week. Which, by the way, I know this episode is a little bit late. Usually record on a Thursday. We just had some personal stuff come up. We were a little bit late. But I can definitely tell you, speaking for Chris, that he has been playing and, and probably is still playing. Well, I think he, I think he said he platinumed the game. So whether or not he's still playing it, uh, we'll find out soon. But I know, regardless, he and I both uh, got the Spider-Man game as it came out. Same time. I have beaten it. Uh, but Chris and I together are going to do a spoiler episode uh, probably the next time we record. Don't want to talk too much on it right now because I know Adam hasn't played it. And uh, it's going to be better for me and Chris to do it together anyway because we can just hash it all out at one time. I will say from the onset, uh, all you need to know from my end is I have played it. I have beat it. I've got my feel of it. I don't don't know if I'll be going back to it. Uh, but just tune in next episode for the full review. That definitely took up the larger chunk of my of my time. Uh, that was predominantly the only thing I was playing after it was released. So, uh, yeah, as far as like long term games, that's uh that's that's gonna be a that's gonna be next episode or a, a very close future episode. So you had fun with Spider-Man, though. Yeah, you had fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, there, I've got a lot to say about this game, man. I'm, tr- I'm trying real hard not to, not to let anything loose right now. But I will I'm, say, yeah, that's why I'm poking the bear right now. I'll, just, I'll, you know, I had fun, and I'll, you know, I'll leave it at that. I had oh, fun. Yeah, you had fun. Uh, so I finished that game, and then kind of as usual went into my little turmoil of don't know. I didn't know what to play. Uh, I picked up Mega Man X Eight for a hot minute just to see. So, uh, for those that don't know the the debacle with the Mega Man X universe, uh, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. Um, Mega Man X7 is noteworthy of being a very bad game for many reasons. I own X7 and X8, and I think I played X7 for probably half an hour at the most, and it's like, oh god, this is yeah, it's not good. Uh, picked up X8, played it for a couple hours just to just to dabble in it. Kind of got, kind of got bored with it, but it's not just the boredom. It's the fact that again, it's there. Many times between games, I just get into a mental turmoil. I spoke about it here several times, where I just don't know what I want to play. I'm kind of getting better at knowing on my own end, like, okay, dude, you just spent 150 hours on an RPG. You might not want to roll into another RPG. Maybe pick up a Metroidvania or pick up a. Uh, uh, maybe an action game or something. Like a Souls so, or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that I just finished a pseudo sort of open world check marks all over the place video game like Spider-Man, I didn't feel like going into another one like, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five or any other massive game like that. Uh, I started to play... Uh, I think there was a there was a, a couple uh, GameCube games that I started fucking around with. I just can't remember. Oh, oh, duh. So I have tried a couple times to start up a very important game for lots of people, and uh, I just I, I'm not I'm not getting into it. And that game is Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Uh, I've started this game up. 
probably a month or so ago just to get the feel of it. And I think I got I think it got railroaded by other games. Either something was released or I, I don't remember. I know I know I spoke about it on here at least once. And I during this turmoil this time I was like, yeah, I'm try to get back into that, see where I left off. And I picked it I picked it I picked up where I left off fairly easy. But uh, I don't know, man. That game, I don't. It just doesn't. I'm just not feeling it. And while I'll admit a lot of people talk about that game, I don't hear. I, I I've heard up and down arguments about that game being better than, you know, Ocarina of Time. I've heard some praise for it, but I haven't heard like hype. I haven't. I've never heard like, dude, fuck Ocarina of Time. You gotta play Majora's Mask. It's always been like, yeah, it's an accompaniment. It's a good accompaniment game. And the fact that it is a, yeah, you're you're about two two yeah. decades late to to be on the yeah. the hype train. For and it. now yeah, you're just kind of checking mainly. A box. I hear that it's a good companion piece. You know, if you liked Ocarina, if you're gonna like this, you're gonna get some of that feel uh and i i did play the at this time i'm playing the, the I, there is a zelda uh kind of masters sort of version on the wii uh sorry the gamecube it has ocarina it has majora's mask it has a i think it has zelda one and zelda two i think it has a playable dim i don't know i found this shit and i was playing through it i do own the 3d uh the majora's mask 3d for my 3ds I just, I don't know, I still just feel weird about playing a, three, a DS game, a handheld game in my home. So I was playing this version. Version or not, I just, I, I could probably pick up Ocarina right now and have a fucking blast with it for the 15th time. I don't, it's really hard mm-hmm. for me to articulate what it is about Majora's Mask. It might be, it's a combination of things, man. I, I'm not really digging the eerie tone that this game is portraying. It is different, I will give you that. But that eerie tone just doesn't really suit me. The 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 gameplay is there. I mean, it's the typical Ocarina of Time gameplay. It's it's there. You're playing mainly as uh, uh, Kid Link, so it's not like it's a huge departure. I'm just. I, I guess maybe I missed the boat, man. Kind of like you said with the hype train, man. Maybe I just missed it. I played Ocarina close to the time it came out. I played it. I know I played that game 10, 15 times in my lifetime. I never played Majora's Mask. And it was never because I, there was no, dis, the only disdain I've had for that game was the fact that I was misunderstanding that it, it had a time constraint in it. It wasn't until later in my years that I found out, yeah, but you can manipulate the time. Like the time is almost a non-issue because early in the game, which I now see, you get a you you get ways to manipulate it. So the clock, the countdown in that game is is never an issue. That always kept me from the game when I was younger, but it was after you know five years of that game being out, ten years of that game being out. It was just a victim of circumstance. I just never got around to it, and. You would think with me having such a fond adoration for Ocarina of Time that this would be a shoe in. It should just slide right in. But it, I'm just, I'm indifferent to it. Like it's not blowing my mind. I guess because games over the years have already blown my mind that this is like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, Your mind is just already splayed all over the place and now you're just 
turning the chunks into smaller chunks. It's now I'm talking way out awesome. of my ass with this game. You know, I've only put a couple hours into it, two, three hours at the most. I can definitely see and understand and will totally not take away from people that love this game. People that do put this game over Ocarina. I can get it, man. I'm never going to shit on somebody's desire for a game or love for a game. All I can tell you is I, I, I may, if anything, I may project my way through this game over time. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely never going to play a game just to play it. I'm never going to play it. I, I mean, I, well, that is, that is a lie. I do that sometimes because I do want to get my genuine opinion on it. But it's also if I don't feel like going through the game, I'm not going to force myself to do it, you know. And this, I don't know, it's it's not bad, but it doesn't seem all that great to me either. The moment you feel like you're having to push yourself is just, you know, you got to remember that the graphics, the mechanics, the music, mm-hmm. everything's dated now. And you're looking at it, you're not looking at it from the guy who's fresh off, you know, uh, the Ocarina of Time and is moving in and he's getting bigger and better version yeah. of what he just played. He's getting, you're getting six, yeah. seven steps yeah. back. You know, you're getting, you know, you've already played the new Zelda and Twilight Princess and all the other ones that came out between this and that. And, you know, now you're you're looking at like a, a prehistoric ancestor of what you're. You've I can make this comparison. To. I I played Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past fairly early in my life. That was one of my first Game Boy games, and I love that game. I love it to this day. I think it's up there. It's I've, I've told you and Chris this before. I've told the podcast before. This Link Link's Awakening for the Game Boy has rivaled my top three for the longest time and it's only being slightly pushed out now by breath of the wild it's up there in my zelda games i didn't play oracle of ages and oracle of seasons until like it had to been a decade maybe even 15 years after those games were released like they were way past the game boy games when it when i played them but i love those games i played both of them all the way through I enjoyed them. I had a good time with them, and I was playing them outside of their hype time, out of their golden time, I guess. I've played Ocarina of Time several times, and playing Majora's Mask outside of its time, I'm not feeling it like I did with Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons in relation to Link to the Link's Awakening. Uh, so, mm-hmm. well, those are those yeah. are sprite based, though. Yeah, that's true. Good point. So, Good point. Here's here's the thing. Gaming went through this weird phase, right? You had like the the 2D era, and you had the what you're looking at right now is the 2D era's equivalent of the Atari. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay. That the 3D era was like in that fucking weird, you know, horrible going through puberty fucking stage in like between middle school and high school where like mutant fucking hands are longer than your arms and shit. And then fucking awkward pictures get taken. That's where fucking this game came out. Look at how like disturbing and low Mm -hmm. those polygon counts are. Yeah, you you start seeing actual fucking triangles, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a mountain." <laughs> you know, it's those those games are never going to hold the same breath as as a 
sprite game that came out in the Renaissance where it was like, okay, well, you know, these are, this is, this is timeless. That 2D just has that quality to begin with. 3D really takes up until about the PlayStation 2, maybe 3, late PlayStation 2 to begin like seeing the games where it's like, oh man, you know, look at that. That's, that's really, that's Mm -hmm. a pretty good representation. You know, and that was two, that was PlayStation 2 like pushing the edge of its envelope and PlayStation 3's fucking, because there were some bad ones in there. We're, we still have it quit. I, I don't think anything this generation has come out and been just yeah. utter garbage, but it's taken this long I'll to get also there. I'll say to again, it might not, it, it could be I'm just not in the mood for that game right now. You know, maybe I'll try it again sometime down the future. Maybe I'll pick it up from scratch, start all the way from the beginning, try to make it all the way through, see how it's like. But from my just a couple initial impressions, I'm saying that that way. I think three hours is a decent enough initial impression of this game. I'm just not feeling it. So I, I played it for a little bit. I dropped it. Um, and that's that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other games that I went through because I mean, I, I, I may only talk Rest about three, but I swear I played about nine or ten just trying to figure out where I want to land. Uh, the, I did play Hollow Knight for a bit. I'm 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 gonna end up going through that game for the third time. That's the game is so fucking good. I'm glad it's got all the praise it's got. I'm glad that like every other game in the world, it's getting a switch. It got a switch release. Man, everything is going to the switch, man. I'm telling you. But that game deserves everything it gets. A very good game. Uh. Oh, there's another topic. Did you uh? Did you hear about the the little? Uh, what what game was that where it was like Sony didn't want their players interacting with like the that Switch and uh, yeah Fortnite? What did you think about it? Because Fortnite uh, has a Switch version, so, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I haven't followed yeah. that since the news about it got released, and I may have all the deals, all the details very foggy and loose, but it was something like. PlayStation wasn't letting their audience interact with all the other Fortnite players, basically. I think that's... Yeah, it's like the entire rest of the Fortnite community was all linked together, but not them. That, man, this... So we talk about shit that it's 2018. What are we doing? That, it's... It's still appalling to me. It's still... It's... The console wars it's, fucking it's, it's stupid. It's another fucking thing that all <laughs> boils down to corporate greed bullshit where we still cannot live in an age. It's all about competition. Competition breeds yada, yada, yada. But you can't have these fucking big-ass companies coming together and universally playing together. We're still touting so many of the same old arguments. No, the hardware just can't do it. The networking can't do it. It's a... Whatever, man. It just sounds yeah. like excuses We're, at this point. The, the gaming industry, small yeah. as it is, is still a multi-billion fucking dollar industry. You guys start spreading the fucking wealth and put your heads together and help us come together. Not, not having these fucking archaic 90s, they got their thing, I got my thing. Let's just all fucking have the gaming thing together, you know? <sighs> mm-hmm. They, they got a, what was the uh, what was the original 
they they had they came up with a response after they got criticized. They said they uh they said they thought this was the best for their yeah. user experience. Not to get their ass whooped by fucking yeah. Xbox, PC, and Switch users. Yeah, I heard uh, two best friends talking about it where they're, they're, I think their PR for it was, yeah, we, we just know we saved you from from that horror. You know, we're glad we pulled you away from <laughs> from, from all that mess. We're saving you. <laughs> Having oh, to play God. with all those other people. Oh, so bad. So bad. So, so yeah, uh, the the last game that I can I I know there's been a couple other PlayStation games that I, I messed around with PS2 games GameCube games uh, I think I broke out my 64 for a bit and was gonna go through some of those I just didn't settle on any of them the game that I am playing right now I bought it today uh, and I've been playing it for a few hours now it's definitely something up your alley Adam uh, if you've heard about this uh. game getting a metric fuck ton of buzz right now called the messenger if you haven't heard yes if you haven't heard about this game it's okay i don't know how you haven't but it's okay if you hadn't let let me tell you adam remember a game back in the nes days uh little little franchise i think it had a trilogy on the nes uh it's had some re-releases it's had some updates over the years on older console newer consoles you ever heard of a game called ninja gaiden ninja gaiden wow man it's rings a bell, rings yeah. a bell. it's a it's a, it's a it, rings a bell a picture like there's a, there's a guy he's like a ninja he's got this blue ninja outfit on he swings a sword around he can pick up different items and use them as weapons he can cling the walls and shit like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He's like a yeah. ninja. Hence the title. You know, it'd be really cool if there were, like, boxers that were, like, hopping down the street yeah. and randomly punched yeah. him. That'd be cool. So this game, yeah. The Messenger, uh, is basically a 2018 Ninja Gaiden. It has that same gameplay. It has... Uh, I haven't f- come across multiple uh items to use but the typical running around jumping cling to walls slashing enemies fighting bosses fairly increasing difficulty as you go along this one definitely seems a little bit more uh forgiving as opposed to the nes ninja gaidens but that aesthetic that theme is present in this game and uh, I've heard Gerard, the completionist, he, he did a whole entire video basically gushing about this game. I've heard lots of other media outlets. All all of my typical casters and YouTube personalities have been talking about it. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. I actually entered a contest to get a free copy, and I was kind of holding off to see if I won. Because <laughs> if I did, I was just going to, yeah. So Damn. I didn't win the contest. So it's 20 bucks right now on Steam. I'm sure eventually it'll drop down in price for you. But I have been playing it. I've only been playing it today. So we're talking maybe three or four, three or four hours. I've made it about three levels into it. And I'm I'm enjoying it. It's not been blowing my socks off, but uh, that may come in time. Right now I'm I, I I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it. It's got a couple little features in it that are that are noteworthy. One is uh what happens when you die. There aren't any lives or continues in this where so as a Ninja Gaiden fan, you're like, Wow, thank you for that forgiveness. So what what they have is when you die, there's a little demon that 
spawns uh, above your character and follows you around. There is currency that you pick up in this uh -huh. game, and you use that currency to buy upgrades. You can buy abilities, upgrades to your jumping, your maneuverability, your attacks, all that stuff. So if you, when you die, that little demon will spawn above you, and he'll wisecrack all the time about you dying too. But he basically, as you're collecting these, these, this currency, he steals the currency from you as your punishment. Uh, what he'll a bastard. He'll take it for a pre some set undetermined amount of, of time. You know, he'll take like thirty items or fifty or whatever, and then he'll be like, "All right, my debt's settled." He'll fuck off. So it's incentive for you not to die because you want to keep your currency as opposed to having that fucker steal it and go nowhere. It's it's pretty mm -hmm. cool. It's very forgiving. This is one thing that Ninja Gaiden fans from way back in the NES day will know firsthand. It's punishing. You know, you get three lives, you get a game over, start the game over, uh, or or you go to the beginning of the level. This is more like no, there's checkpoints, and if you die, you you're gonna get punished because the currency goes away. You can't keep it. Somebody else keeps it. Uh, there is a, like I said, there, the currency you can use to buy more abilities, to increase your health, stuff like that. Uh, the dialogue in this game is actually pretty engaging. It's, it's a uh, fourth wall breaking on several points, but not overly fourth wall like, you know, everybody's doing it now, so let's push it. It's, it's got its humorous points. It's got a fairly, uh, a fairly curving upwards uh, scale of difficulty. Like, I kind of blew through the first area and the first boss fairly easily. Uh, the second area, I started taking some damage, started dying. The third area, now I'm, I'm starting to get some challenge to it. So, it increases as it goes. Uh, if you haven't heard about this game, I see Chris as well uh, said here in the Discord, he hasn't heard about it either. I would say right now, for both of you gentlemen and for anybody else out there in the world that also, for some reason, has not heard of this game, do not look up anything about this game right now. Because every fucking body and their mama is talking about the big gimmick of this game. The gimmick, apparently, is not just that it's a Ninja Gaiden game. The gimmick is not just the fact that you have a little demon stealing your currency as a punishment if you die. There is a thing that happens later in this game that that's that it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to blow your mind maybe when you when it happens to you. I already know it because every outlet's already talked about it. If you don't stay dark until you play this game, it seems pretty cool. Another thing I like about this game, Adam, is that the levels are pretty uh -huh. lengthy. Like I remember going through Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden 2 and again we are we are talking about, you know, third generation Nintendo game here, but you could probably if you were skilled and I'm not saying speed running, I'm saying if you were just skilled enough to not die, you could probably go through the first level of Ninja Gaiden 2 in like 5 minutes. No problem. Yeah. These levels are fairly no, expansive. Pretty easy. Yeah, these levels, they're going to take you about 15 to 20 minutes, and they're they're engaging. You know, there's stuff to do. There's maneuverability. There's enemies to tackle. There's currency to find. And they're, you're going to go screen to screen to screen. To, it's it's going to go for a good bit. And not lengthy where it feels like it's too much. Just you're going to get more. You know, basically, if you like those old school Ninja Gaiden games, you're going to like this. Another cool aspect of the game, uh, this is something they teach you at the very beginning of the game. I want to say it's called cloud stepping is what they're calling it. Basically, it's a, it's a maneuverability, uh, gimmick that he, that the character does. If there is an enemy in the, anytime you attack an enemy, you basically get another jump 
you can so if there's an enemy on the ground you can jump in the air slash them and kill them and then jump again where typically you'd only be able to jump one time so you see how this adds you know platforming slash uh maneuverability challenges so you'd be like you'd like wall jump hit an enemy jump again hit another enemy jump again hit another enemy yeah, ah, okay. they actually tell you in the game, like, yeah, if as long as you keep hitting things, and it it's not just enemies, it's they have like you know little lanterns in in midair which you slash for currency. If you hit the, as long as you hit something and it makes contact, you can continuously jump and keep jumping and keep jumping. And again, at the beginning of the game, there's not much to do with that. There's a couple, you know. You're going to have to use that to get over this wall, but as the game is progressing, there's more and more challenging areas throughout the levels where it's like, yeah, you're going to have to hit this thing to get to the enemy and then hit the enemy to go jump back the other way to climb up and etc. It's It's pretty uh-huh. fun, man. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they could be using that to put in some secret areas and stuff like that. Oh, too, yeah. So. There are. That's another good thing that I've noticed is that so you'll come to an area where it's not it's not apparent that you could slash a wall, but if you do figure it out and see, it'll take you to a little kind of secret area that's a little bit more challenging than where you are now. And if you get through that challenging area, they give you a ward, an award. And apparently if you collect enough of these awards, you get something cool or some cool things. I don't know what those are because I, don't have, I haven't unlocked them, and they will not tell you what it is. Uh, another aspect, I there's there's a lot of cool stuff about this game, man. Honestly, there really is. Uh, it, it fits a it's a eight bit style, which I know I know, man, Adam. I know everybody does that, but again, if you're a fan of Ninja Gaiden, this is right up your alley. But you have checkpoints that you hit, and sometimes those checkpoints will take you to a shop. And in the shop, there is a shopkeeper. He's dressed in like, it looks like a magician's robe with a dark hood and a black face with the white eyes. And his banter uh-huh. back and forth is pretty hilarious. Uh, he's the guy who you talk to to get your upgrades and everything. And he's, he also holds the big treasure chest that has, says, Hey, yeah, if you keep doing that, those hard challenges, man, and collecting those things, man, that thing will open up and you're going to get something really cool. So a pretty oh, interesting game. I do have one question. Mm hmm. So it's a Ninja Gaiden style game. Why is it called Messenger? Uh, well, that's the story aspect of the game. The the lore that they t- and again, this is right at the beginning. There's no spoilers here. Ninja uh, Telegraph Service. <laughs> pretty much. The <clears throat> they talk about they're in training. The all these ninjas are in a clan and they're all training because apparently there's a there's a evil that's supposed to be coming back to the world and destroying everything. But there's going to be a a savior from the west that rides in on a phoenix and he's going to save the day. Well, at the I mean within like the first 3 minutes of the game, the evil fucking villain boss comes in and melees everything and then the hero swoops in and says, "Hey, you I need you to take this message up the mountain to the three sages and then once you do, I can help save the world. So go, take this message." Well, yeah, you're a messenger, but you have to go through this world of all these harrowing challenges to get there so yeah you're not even playing as the hero you're playing as the messenger for the hero but yeah damn 
Um, again, it's twenty bucks on Steam as of this recording. We're talking September two thousand eighteen here. I'm sure sometime down the road it'll go on sale. I don't think it's going to go on sale anytime soon because this game is getting a lot of buzz, a lot of press. And so far from what I'm seeing, from what I'm playing, uh, I haven't stopped yet. I haven't seen anything that's been like, oh man, it's that 8-bit style or, oh, I've already played through it. I'll tell you right now, man, the Ninja Gaiden does, doesn't really sell me too much. I, I like the ability, I like the Mega Man X world as opposed to the Ninja Gaiden world. I like wall climbing as opposed to wall clinging. I've never really big, been a big fan of the Ninja Gaiden thing where you just stick to a wall. I'm, I've played uh-huh. so many games where you latch onto a wall and slide off and use that for uh, maneuverability that when I go back to something like Ninja Gaiden, the clinging, it just seems a little off to me. But that that's kinda, a personal... It kind of has a different flow to it. When yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Your flow gets interrupted when it's like click, click, yeah. stick. You're sticking it, to the wall now. Because when you're playing a Mega Man game, it's jump, hit the wall, jump, yep. the other direction. Yeah. And a Ninja Gaiden, it's jump, up. Yeah. Yeah. Up, down, cling, yeah. jump, jump, jump up and around to get it. Yeah, yeah. Move it all around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold over, hit a star, throw, you know, throw a yeah. couple of Ninja Stars. You so know. that's that's a negativity that I don't like, but do not apply that to this game okay that's a personal thing that i don't like if you don't care about wall clinging and all and uh, or you just like the ninja gaiden type game if you like platforming slashing uh throwing ninja stars uh challenging bosses if all this sounds remotely interesting to you check the game out man and remember folks if you buy this game on steam you have the option to fucking refund it. If you make it an hour and a half into this game and go, you know what? This shit's not for me. You're underneath the two hour mark. Get a refund. For me, I've dropped 20 bucks on the game. And while it's not the, it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread to me, I'm enjoying it and I'm playing through it. So that's my current, that's my current one. We'll see how far I get. Apparently this game's pretty expansive. I haven't seen this happen yet. But apparently, somewhere later in this game, and also, I don't think that this is the thing that I told y'all to stay internet dark about. I don't think this is the spoiler, but I've heard that this game turns into a Metroidvania. That is also very appealing to me. Apparently, later on in the game, you go, you have the option to go back through these levels and, and collect shit. Now, a game telling me that you start off playing as a slash em up, and it turns into a Metroidvania, I want to go through this game just to see how they do that. Because typically, when you play a Metroidvania, that shit's a Metroidvania from the get-go. Like, in the first five minutes, you're like, hmm, there's a door I can't go through. I guess I gotta come back. I haven't seen that yet. I've just been going through this game. So, I'm I'm very interested to see how this Metroidvania style kicks in and how they do it. Uh... Adam, if you got twenty bucks to spare, man, I'd say give it a try. It's I think is I remember you talking uh, back in the day with me about Ninja Gaiden. You enjoyed it and all that. I think this game is up your alley for that. It's not anywhere near as as uh, 
killer on you. You know, it's got it's forgiving enough. It still has its challenges. You know, you still have five hit points and enemies take, you know, two hit points off. And if you get hit by spikes, you're going to die on the next hit. It still has its challenges. It has progressive challenge to it. But it's not like, man, <laughs> this game is too fucking hard. It, it yeah, it's, 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 I good. mean, the thing is, is that the, the challenge was always stacking in, in yeah. Ninja God. Yeah. It was always like, okay, I managed to get through this, but I didn't do it perfectly. So I took some damage. Now I need to be extra careful when I do this. And then I've got the platforming while I'm simultaneously trying to fight against different environmental hazards. Uh, yeah. they had things like the, the lightning level and like the wind and, you know, mm-hmm. just different little things that, um, uh, you know, we get in your way. Yeah. It was always trying to make it from the start to the end without, you know, losing your life. That was the problem. Yeah. I think but. that's something that I always heard from people that played Ninja Gaiden, especially people that have beaten any one of those games and always talked about them. I always, I always heard the challenge. You know, it, I, I rarely heard the people that talked about, you know, oh, there was weather and environmental changes and the, the 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 thematic changes from one level to the next level and all oh, the variety of special items like man you remember Ninja Gaiden that game was fucking hard right yep so it was like Jesus with, with with this game there is challenge to it and it progresses over time but the challenge the super hard fucking NES retarded challenge is not there the the break the controller is not now I also say that. It's not there yet. <laughs> I at least know that if I die, I'm just going to have to shit out my currency for a while as opposed to, oh, no, start the game over. You know, so I'd say it turns out the big secret thing is that if you lose too many lives, it just erases your hard drive. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's like, yeah, you thought Dark Souls was hard. We're going to have that wait, someday, you know. Wait till I delete your family pictures. That... That's going to be that's <laughs> going to be something somebody's going to incorporate. They're like, you want a you want a really hardcore game? No, 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 shut up. You want a really really hardcore game? Play this Put one. Put something up for risk. What's so challenging about it? Huh? Huh? Try it out. Find out. <laughs> you die. It fucking erases. It flashes the game. your hard drive. Oh <laughs> no! It doesn't just flash it. It bricks it. Yeah, it's like go buy a new one. So can't even reinstall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, God man, that is a game that I'm playing right now. Uh, I I also don't know the length of it. I mean, it's it's I, I, this might be like a twenty twenty thirty something hour game for all I know. Uh, all I know right now is even when I first when I first started playing this game, I was like. Mm, Okay, I see where this is going cuz especially with all the other games that I got in my Steam sale, this is this is one of many. I've got many slashers. There's a bunch of them that I played recently and just to try them out. And I was like, uh, I see where this is going. 8-bit graphics, it's copying an old gameplay style. Yeah, you know what? If I don't like it, I'll just take it back. Just cuz everybody's telling me this game's great. I don't mean I have to like it. And three levels in, I'm still playing it and enjoying it, and I'm I'm liking the progression of it. So hopefully, that's good good. good stuff. Yeah, that is. It's it's good to find something that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, 
Every once in a while, you have one of those games that's just like, I wasn't expecting this, but this looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So then you have the juggernauts that just come down the way and then oh, they man. completely let you down, like Mass Effect Andromeda did. Mm, yeah, they just they're just like, oh man, I was I was looking forward to this game. Very topical. Very topical. Uh, so yeah, Adam, as of right now, uh, if if you don't mind, just going to check your Steam, you'll see that you have the messenger. Uh-oh. Uh, in your Steam now, so you're welcome. Just go ahead and do that oh, for shit. you. Just go ahead and oh, do that for damn. you. I mean, I kind of feel like oh, I should. Man. I did give Chris a fucking free game out of nowhere. I might as well give this one to you. Right. Yeah. Should be, should happy be, birthday to me. Happy birthday to you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's only, you know, yeah. a couple, six months late. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think I did look on this. I think the Steam sale is supposed to be the middle of next month, the middle of October. So, guys and gals, you better start saving your money and keep it handy. What? I mean, damn! All you really need is like a hundred bucks, and you'll come away with a good fifty something thousand dollars worth of game. <laughs> oh, you have man. more games, and you'll be able to play for the next decade if you yeah. fucking spend a hundred dollars yeah. in Steam. Steam sale. Yeah. I would recommend I this is I'm going to bring this up again whenever the Steam sale is coming around but I'll tell you this no matter if you go out on the Steam sale and buy 5 games or 50 games I strongly you recommend that you make it a a a task to spend the next couple of days but no more than 2 hours per game damn it of testing every fucking game you buy because I want to say the refund policy for Steam is seven days or two hours of gameplay. So if you play the if you if you own the game more than seven days, you can't refund it. Or if you play the game more than two hours on their clock, you can't return it. So if you buy fifty games, spend the next few days going through every single title. Is not don't rush it, but get a feel for it because. And I've I've had this happen to me too. I mean, some of the movies were cool, some of the pictures were cool, but then I got the game. It was like, mm, yeah, this wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, so keep that in mind if you buy all these games. Yeah, I, that was actually something that got me on PUBG. Mm-hmm. I bought PUBG because I believed in the hype. And then I got to play it, and I was like, oh, man, really? Yeah. Thanks for that, Well, actually, Chris. It's uh, the Steam refund offer within two weeks of purchase, purchased and within less than two hours of playtime. So there you go, folks. Uh, the two I, hours thing was right, but you got an extra week. Yeah. So you got yeah. 14 days and two hours. I was very fortunate with this whole Steam sale, man. I think I purchased 60 something plus games and I only ref- I refunded like three. One was because it just flat out wouldn't work. Uh, I think one, no, two, one because it wasn't working right. One was because it was, it didn't have controller support. And that's on my end. I should have looked that up too. And one was because I played it was like, man, I'm just not into this. I'll, t- I'll take my four bucks back and I'll probably buy three games with that four bucks in the next sale, you know? So, uh, I, the- I think the two hours is just a little low. It is just a little low. I think, I think they should bump that up to like five. It because is, especially when you play it with like online multiplayer games. Yeah. You know, if it takes you X amount of time to get used to the game and then X amount of time to actually start playing the game and you can't find out that it's just annoying and frustrating. Yeah. It'll probably take you X number of matches to actually figure out what it is that, 
Because everybody's getting destroyed when they first start. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I don't know, what's this button do? Oh, God, I threw a grenade. Yeah. You know, and then 10 matches in, you're probably three hours in. Mm-hmm. You know? And at that point, you're like, okay, well, I've I've come to a decision, but now it's too late to refund that shit on Steam now. Yeah. Well, Especially with Pub PUBG was like, wait 15 minutes to get into a match, because fuck you. Yeah. You better be able to tell <laughs> us in two matches whether you like this game or not, bro. Yeah. And the match lasts a fucking hour each. So I got like maybe three, four matches of PUBG in. Knew I didn't like it. Couldn't refund it. It was great. Well, the option is there, which is still cool to use. So just keep that in mind, folks, with the Steam sale fast approaching. At least you do have the option. Yes. yes. Set you, set an alarm. Set an alarm before you play any new game. Be like, yep, here's my two-hour mark right here. The countdown for the next Steam sale. Oh, uh, they're saying about six weeks. They're saying it's supposed to be toward the end of October. So uh, the Groundhog are- did see its shadow then. It's not confirmed. Of course, they never really are confirmed until pretty close to it. But either way, you got some time. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, I can't think of anything else that was vastly important. So I want to roll into... Uh, this might be just me blabbing for a while, Adam, because I don't know if you've watched any of this. Oh, God. There were two big news events that took place this week, this wow. past week for us. One was uh, very oddly worded from what it usually is worded. There was a... And I quote them now, the PlayStation lineup tour, which was the pre-Tokyo Game Show uh, event. I don't know if you, did you by chance watch this? No, I did not. Okay. Well, that'll be me blabbing for just a minute, just to spout out some newsy kind of deal, kind of, kind of items. Uh, it was, it was a Sony event and it was basically the pre-Tokyo Game Show uh, show I guess is them. Sh- I don't. I, this is something else I don't really follow too much. So I didn't know that before Tokyo Game Show, there's like a teaser show. But that's what this is. And uh, full disclosure, I watched this entirely through the the Easy Allies. Uh, so it was wait a second. I think I heard of this show. Is it, it? Is this the one where they showed the Samurai Showdown? The new one, I believe it. Look, yes. Yes, it is. Like I, I, I don't. I didn't remember the actual name of the show, but I did hear about the new Samurai Showdown being announced at something like this. Yep. So that was hype. Yep. So it started off with some. It had some cringy uh, thing where it was the the buttons for the PlayStation, the square, the triangle, yada yada. There were. They were like going through like a space launch and 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 going through space and I don't know. It was very voice acting, very cringy, but it is what it is. Uh, it was basically a succession of trailers and news events of things that you're gonna see at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, first off was uh, I think it was a new IP called uh, Project Awakening. Very cool, seemed sort of Souls-esque in visuals. Uh, there was a guy with a sword and a shield. He was fighting a beast. There were, uh, there were like these large human-like things in the background watching what you were doing. Uh, I think there might have been like a co-op aspect to it, but I, I didn't take that detail to note. So, but it looked very interesting. Something to check out. It's called Project Awakening. Uh, See, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, showed some more stuff. 
the big reveal here was that yeah. it had a big Hero 6 announcement. Uh, this doesn't really, I don't really care too much, man. I don't, I, I, my wife and I both went and saw Big Hero 6. She got a kick out of it. She enjoyed it. I was very mediocre on it. It's Big Hero 6 is very eh to me. So my kid, that, my kids love that thing. So yeah, the fact that it's going to be in being Kingdom Hearts 3, meh. Uh, I feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 is now getting to that point where you're, you're, on, you're going to know every single universe is going to be in that game. And I kind of hate that. So I'm trying my best to stay away from it. But it was at this point that I saw something that th- this is the, this is the downside of doing this podcast is that I'm trying my best to stay dark on certain things. Kingdom Hearts 3 was an example. I don't want to really see anything else on Kingdom Hearts 3. I want to, I want to have a universe opened up in that game. And have it kind of blow my mind, as opposed to seeing it via a trailer or another announcement. But I watched this show for our episode, for our podcast, and I saw this, and I was like, "All right, well, here's another universe I know about. Like, I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore." So, uh, I take this bullet for you, audience. I take it for you. Damn. Uh, there was a uh, Kingdom Hearts VR thing was announced. Cool. I'm still not that big on the VR thing, so um, most of my notes on this are very quick and very short, uh, so you got to forgive me. Uh, there was another unknown new IP. Uh, I apparently it was getting up and getting a snack, and I didn't go back and watch it, so I didn't really see what that was, but I wrote unknown new IP. Uh, here's wow. something that was out of fucking blue that I don't know anybody, even in my Final Fantasy circle, that asked for. Uh, Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Uh, I remember hearing a lot about this game, and I always feel like, uh, thanks, Chris. Project Judge was the IP. It definitely looked very cool. I think this is the one that that looked like uh, a mix between Yakuza and uh, yeah, look, yeah, that was it's by the Yakuza Studio. Thanks, Chris. So yeah, that's why it looked that way. Uh. Look pretty interesting, but Crystal uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Uh, I agree with. Uh, I think it was either Pat or Wooly from Two Best Friends said this. I've heard polarizing things about this game. I've heard either Crystal Chronicles were, is very good or it's shit. It's worse than the Final Fantasy universe. I have not played it, so I have no firsthand knowledge. Uh, all of I, the vaporware, the vapor knowledge I know about this game is that apparently it, you could play it via link cables and Game Boy advances, maybe. And that was a big hassle for people. So apparently now that it's coming to, it's getting remastered and coming to Switch. The Switch doesn't have that issue. You can play it online co-op. That sounds pretty cool. But again, I don't know anything about this game. I don't know anything about the story, what the gameplay is like. So yeah. It is what it is for me. Just very out of the blue, like a new Final Fantasy thing is coming to the Switch. So, uh, saw a CG trailer for Monkey King. The hero is back. Uh, saw uh, some random uh, JRPG Japanese uh, Japanese RPGs trailer. JRPG Japanese. <laughs> yep, that's the title. JRPG Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Some Japanese. Uh, 
some some quick trailer for that it was straight and then rolled straight into uh some uh airplane dog fighting game. Uh saw another Days Gone trailer. I uh, still don't know anything about Days Gone, so it's nothing to do with me. God Eater 3 got a trailer as well. Uh some game that looks like basically the Japanese version of PUBG that got announced. Black Ops 3 made an appearance. Oh boy. Uh, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. I will say I have played a couple Earth Defense Force games in my time. This game, this franchise, uh, I learned about through Classic Game Room. Uh, he talked all the time about this series, always cheering it on. Basically, you are a character on the ground, and you are fighting aliens coming down from space, and you're fighting usually they're gigantic insects like ants and tarantulas, but then they, as the game progresses, they turn into larger, you know, alien, uh, sex beetle fucking monsters and shooting laser Large alien sex beetle monsters yes. <laughs> yeah that's um, exactly the type of genre that i'm into yeah, right there uh, uh you get rocket launchers and machine guns and all that shit for an action shoot 'em up game about shooting bugs and aliens this game is right up your alley if you like that kind of game uh, this franchise apparently is, it's, it's kind of, it's in the dark for a lot of people. A lot of people don't know about it. I didn't know about it until Classic Game Room told me about it and harped on it for so long. Uh, very, very fun. The enemies progress in difficulty and in number and in size. Your weapon loadouts progress. You can upgrade, you know, your shots, the weapons you get, etc. So, in any event, it's definitely a good series to check out, uh, for some good run gun shoot 'em up action. Uh, the EDF Force franchise is pretty good. It, it is getting a new game, Iron Rain, coming out. I forget what, uh, I forget where in the series that's going to be. I don't know if it's a prequel. I don't know. All, all I know is that they're, you're getting a new EDF game. So cool. Uh, I quickly blanked out for a bit. There is a very, very quick uh, Ghost of Tsushima trailer that played. Uh, I did not watch that. I specifically muted, muted and looked away. <laughs> so damn. Trying my best you to keep dark see on that it? game. Yep, still don't want to see it. I've got that game order pre-ordered, and I don't want to see anything else until the game comes out. Uh, another oh man, another Death Stranding thing was was shown. Uh, showed oh, some yeah? more, yeah. Showed some more walking around, and showed some more boxes falling you around, and uh, yeah, that game's still coming, folks. So Kojima's just fucking with us this entire time, and it's really like an action game where dude, you kind of like, what if, dude? All right, this is not gonna happen, <laughs> but I'll say it on here that way. Just to, I don't want credit for this. I, I don't see this happening, but what if, Adam, what if this whole fucking Death Stranding thing is absolute bullshit? What if Death Stranding is like, is not a game at all? It's more like a two hour, uh, small game, like, not like a demo, but like a mini game. The game is actually fucking Metal Gear Solid 6 Death Stranding. <laughs> what, yeah, what, what if all this shit with, Konami and all that was just another Kojima joke. A fucking ruse. This the was just like thing. a massive thing, like the the whole like on the slide, the the Twitter fights and all the other stuff. Working with Sony, 
all that. The him him not going to the fucking game awards and all that yep. shit. Oh man. All of it all of it was just Kojima was like, Hold my beer, watch am, this shit. I am the world's it's like, biggest fucking troll. It's like I need you to put I need you to put uh uh PT on the back burner yep. for this. Yep. And we're gonna pretend that we're only making Pajinko machines now. <laughs> okay? He's like, I swear to God, this is gonna be awesome. He's like, you're gonna catch a lot of flack for it, but it's gonna bounce back twice as high. Watch this. For the balls that it would take and the massive amount of social orchestration going on for something like that to actually come around, I would buy whatever the fuck game it turns out to be. He's yes. like, it's death, death stranding. Fuck you. This is actually Metal Gear. <laughs> and like, you, you find out that death stranding is like some kind of anagram for like fucking go fuck snake and ass Metal Gear <laughs> 5. And you're like, fuck yeah, this is my shit. And we will always remember how we got trolled by Hudeo fucking Gojima. Yeah, that Kojima would be nice. Just- that would be quaint, but. But that's, that's not. That's the real be. time. That that's the correct world line to be on right now. Yeah. That that's what happens when you you, you collect all the characters before 2018. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're just getting this game, Death Stranding, and I, I still don't care about it. So well, there you was will. no, no. You will. It's gonna happen. There were, Calling it right now. Calling it. This is all an elaborate ruse by Kojima. It's coming out. There was some more Resident Evil footage shown. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a trailer or whatnot because it just like the just like the Tsushima thing, I just looked away. I don't want to see anything more. Uh, but there's more stuff coming out. That game's coming. It's one of the many one of the many games I have pre-ordered. Or actually, tomorrow I'm going to pre-order it. Uh, new Dead or Alive coming out. Dead or Alive Six. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the big one. Another out of nowhere, but wow, we are so overdue for this. Samurai Spirits is, uh, apparently Samurai Spirits is the Japanese title for this, this whole franchise. It's just that when it come, when it got localized, it got localized to the Samurai Showdown, the Samurai No W Showdown. Either uh-huh. way, new Samurai Showdown game's coming, and it's, it's, with as long as fucking Street Fighter 4 has been out, this is long overdue. Uh, I'm so glad that Samurai Showdown fans are getting a new game. I'm happy for you. Uh, this is, I hope it's, I hope this thing turns out as great as it looks. Because I think all these Capcom franchises need this look. They just need to come up to this level. You know, uh, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5. I mean, they've been, isn't it SNK that makes Samurai Showdown? This is, uh, yeah, this is the second one that they've redone. They did. They redid. Uh, what was it? Not. Why am I saying Final Fight? Terry Bogard and all them guys. SNK, uh, King of Fighters. King of Fighters. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they redid that here recently too. Yeah, the last couple of years, and uh, now now they're redoing this one. I think this is the correct move. Mm-hmm. And this I is. That's... I think they're doing it right now. Yeah. Is, I'm, I'm only comparing, awesome. yeah, I'm only comparing because of the visuals. Uh, when I watched this trailer, that's, that's the vibe I got was that Samurai, uh, that, uh, Street Fighter 4, uh, 3D, really good stylization. So, 
good. Uh, I say all Capcom games. I mean, uh, Capcom, SNK, like all, this is the direction that fighting games should be going. And they're turning out well. I mean, fucking Killer Instinct did the same thing. They went their super 3D version and man, it's so good. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that all these games are getting all these great updates and these great visual ups, upgrades. It's good times, man. Good time. And, and the trailer looked very good. The game looks very good. Oh God. It's going to be so good. Uh, Judge Eyes trailer. Uh, so I stand corrected then. I don't know. Maybe this was shown twice in this, in this event. Uh, the the project eyes is this uh judge eyes thing so i'm not sure what that unknown ip was uh I, i'll have to go back and watch the video either way either way yeah this was the trailer that was shown it's basically it's from the yakuza team and it has a yakuza style aspect to it i think he's a i think he's like a detective or an ex-detective or something and uh yeah it looked interesting uh especially for the the with the yakuza stylization this is up this is up your alley Mm. Um, some Sekiro footage got shown. Uh, Left Alive was shown. I don't remember much about it, but I did see mechs, and I know I saw mechs because in fucking bold print I put I saw mechs. So this <laughs> this something about this must have tweaked my interest. Uh, there are actual probably mechs. the mechs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. A new Gungrave game. This is another one that's kind of out of nowhere. A new Gungrave game is ge- is being made called Gungrave Gore. I have never watched Gungrave, and I've never played the PlayStation 2 Gungrave games, either one of them. So uh, whatever audience this is for, uh, cool. I hope it's fun, and maybe sometime in the future I will actually check this shit out and see what it's all about. All I remember was him carrying a gigantic casket, which, tur- which turned into a big fucking machine gun. So I'm am guessing the gameplay's got to be shoot 'em up style, but oh. I have I have no reference. Sorry. Hope 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 it's good. The there was a very short Red Dead Redemption Two teaser. Uh, I've already made so many enemies on this podcast talking about this game. Uh, I'm not. I really don't. I have no interest in this that much. Honestly, I played Red Dead Redemption. I played it all the way through. I feel like I got my fill with that game. And I don't really see anything in this next game that's supposed to that's that, that, that's making me want to go after it. Uh, I think I mean John, you're you're a cowboy and you go do cowboy stuff. Yeah, but John Marston I'm, looked very fucking cool and stylized, and the main character that I've seen in this one seems very plain. That combined with everything else, like I'm just not seeing what. So what new things are you bringing to this Red Dead Redemption? Well, I mean, if you can make 4,000 games based on samurai-era Japan, you can make, you know, two on the Wild yeah. West. It could be that, too, man. It could be that, <laughs> yeah. it could be that you know, Western-themed games don't just blow my mind away. So maybe the fact that I played Red Dead Redemption all the way, maybe I just got my uh, fill. You know? I mean, you know, the, uh, the Wild West, that's like the American Bushido right there. Yeah. There's yeah. the... Uh, that's our little claim to fame here in here in the Western country. I know that Red Dead Redemption, the Red Dead games have a strong following, have a strong fan base, and I'm again, this is I've said this many times in this show so far, but I'm glad that people are getting a sequel. I'm glad that they're getting more in their franchise. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying I am not interested in it. Speaking of yeah. games, I'm not interested in. They showed a Ace Combat Seven trailer. I don't really play 
uh, shooting, playing shooting games. So this is not probably anything yeah. I cared about. Ace Combat was good. Couple of consoles ago. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that, you know, there comes a point where it's just got too many damn sequels. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh god, yeah. that's. But going back to Red Dead for just one second, I will always remember this as I will always remember Red Dead Redemption as the franchise where my oldest daughter told me (gasps) to put, to tie up a woman, lasso her, tie her up, and put her on the train tracks. My, that's when your oldest, that, that is, that is the ultimate way to bond with your children is through having them tell you unique ways to murder innocent women. Did out she in the say, did she say, do it? She's like, do it, do it, do it. Ultimate. I was, I was going around, t- she saw, what, what happened was, is I got, uh, there, there was like one of those random little bandit encounters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was going through for the, uh, the, you know, you get extra points or whatever, extra money or rewards for bringing them back alive. So what I'd do is I'd shoot the guns out of their hands and then I'd lasso them, you know, mm-hmm. and tie them up. And, you know, then you, you get extra crap. Well, there was this one, right after we got done doing that, I was riding into the next town and lo and behold, you know, my daughter who had been watching this this entire time sees like a woman just walking down the road, minding her own fucking business. She goes, tie her up, daddy. And I was like, what? And he's like, I want you to tie her up. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll do it. So I, I hop off the horse and I lasso her and I tie her up. I'm like, ha <laughs> She's like, now put her on the train tracks. And I look over and she gives me like this devilish grin. She's like, you heard me. Put her on the train tracks. I was like, but I, but I don't wanna. And she's like, do it. <laughs> but I do. She's like, she dies. <laughs> so I put her on there. We waited for the train to get there. It only took like five minutes for a train to come. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the train come, it hit her and it goes, it achievement unlocked. Dastardly. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And you looked at her and you said, I didn't earn that. You. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's your, your achievement. That's your achievement right there, baby. Wow. Yeah. So, Adventures in Parenting. And yeah. she was like, she was like four. Oh, wow. Yeah. It tells you, tells you my parenting skills right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this PlayStation. Pre TGS show capped off with uh, some more uh, VR games, uh, which again I'm not very interested in. So that was it. Again, this this whole show was very new to me. I, as I'm learning, uh, the more that I try to do coverage uh, for this podcast, period, a lot of these shows are new to me. But this is crazy. The fact that there is a Tokyo Game Show coming uh, September 20th through the 23rd, and this was basically like a preview. So it could be that maybe Tokyo Game Show is more like hands-on. Maybe it's more like venue-driven, and this is just showing the things that are going to be playable there. But this could also be like an actual event where they show trailers, and it's like a E3 kind of thing. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turns Guess out. Guess we'll, we'll find out. 
Yeah. Uh, the other small bit of thing that came out, and I, again, I, I know you probably didn't check this out, Adam, because I know you don't really care too much about Nintendo, but boom, Nintendo had another Direct this week. Uh, these things always shadow drop for me. They just pop out of nowhere. I forget where. I think I think I saw like a quick ad on uh, Facebook and was like, oh, a, a direct's about to be on in five minutes. Okay. So I'll just blow through this real quick. Uh, there is a Luigi's Mansion coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's tentatively titled Luigi's Mansion 3. I own the... I own the GameCube Luigi's Mansion and I own the DS. Uh, I forget what it's, what the DS one's called, 3DS one's called. I just never played any of them, but this uh, seems to be a very cool game. Lots of people talk good. I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'll get to it eventually. Uh, next one, very fucking good. I have my fingers crossed for this one. This is another out-of-nowhere thing for me because this is a Sony prop. Well, no, because it's also on the Xbox, but... Uh, Katamari Damacy is coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's basically getting a, I think it's the, it's the first Katamari game is basically getting a port over to the Switch. The graphics didn't seem like they were upgraded. They didn't look like the beautiful Katamari style graphics from the 360 version. So I don't know if it's just like a direct port. I don't know if it's a slight remaster. All I know is the Switch is getting a Katamari Damacy game. Awesome. That's cool. Do I care that much about that? Not really because I already own all the Katamaris beforehand and I, and I play them all the time. Uh, Katamari, we love Katamari, is actually on my top 15 wall. That's how much I love this fucking franchise. Where are you at? We love, oh, there you are. Yep, it's up on my wall. What I took away from this the most is that I haven't heard anything about Katamari Damacy in years years and yes this is just a port but i'm keeping my fingers crossed that i'm hoping that this means that people still fucking care about this franchise i hope that this means that developers still fucking know that this was a thing katamari damacy came in and literally rolled over the fucking world it was everywhere and I always heard the hype about, hype about this game, but never gave it a fair shot until way, way after this franchise was done. And I wish I hadn't, because this game is timeless. It's awesome. It's so fucking fun. This whole franchise is good. But there needs to be, there needs to be another game. Uh, I've made talks in the past about how I don't honestly know where they could go because we went to the fucking galaxy and the universe. But that's up for the that's up to the developers to figure out. I don't know. All I know is that Katamari Damacy is a franchise that does not need to be dead. It does not need it does not need to be what it has become, which is basically a pop franchise that was around for about five years and then bl- and bled off and died away. Uh, this thing so, needs to go the way of like a Tetris or a Doctor Mario, where it's just yes. timeless, and you know you have one pop up every so often to just keep the series fresh. Yeah. With consoles being as powerful as they are these days, just render the objects a little better. I wouldn't say go too detailed. I wouldn't want that because I do like the stylized look of Katamari Damacy. Maybe just have more. You know, don't show me photorealistic books that I'm picking up. Just show more books. Show different books, you know. Show me what the graphical power can do. And show me the expansive power, what it can do. In any event, this brings some type of small hope for me that 
another Katamari game is coming. I hope, I hope, and I pray. Uh, that's on the big end. The small end, hey, some people that maybe don't know what Katamari is can pick this game up and go, wow, this game is good. Wow, this franchise is pretty good. So, ah, good I never stuff. knew it rolling stuff up into a ball could be this fun. Hey, for real, man. Yeah, for real. That's, what, man, that's so, what that was for me. I'm like, it's rolling shit up on a ball. What's so good about this? And then I played it and went, And then you play it and you're like, man, this is fucking fun. This is fucking great. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I, I like this game. So this is another game that's getting ported to the Switch. And this is something that people need to start paying attention to if you haven't been already. Fucking everything is coming to the Switch. Like, every other news announcement is a game that's getting ported or brought over or remastered onto the Switch. The portability of this system is... People are loving this to death and apparently loving it enough with their money that companies are going, yeah, I'm bringing my game to Switch. Yeah, I don't care. I'll bridge that gap. We'll make a partnership. I'll put my game on this portable console. So, good stuff. Uh... There was, uh, they showed, uh, some, um, there are, so this is kind of a downside to the Nintendo Direct. They were showing the little, their little, uh, online service thing, which people are, they don't really care about. They're trying to hype it up, uh, but nobody, I don't, this is, I don't know what the, every, every console has its internet service, so I don't know why people are really up in arms about it, but, I think it's the fact that a lot of these things that they're doing right now for free are about to stop being free. So maybe they, maybe that's an issue. Yeah, that's kind of a, kind of one of those, one of the things that just kind of irks me is that, you know, Xbox, at first it was only Xbox doing it. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's doing it. Yep. Pretty soon it's going to be like, okay, well, you know, if you want to, you want to use voice chat, you know, you got to fucking pay us a little extra fee or else we put some static in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so ah. it, they showed a bunch of features that they're going to they're going to have on there. And they, there's like one question mark block. There's like and here's this hidden thing that we're not going to talk about. Stay, stay tuned for more news. And apparently this thing is getting dropped in a few days. So. I don't know what big thing they're going to reveal that people are going to care about, but they're having their Nintendo as well as having their online service, and you got to pay for it. It's going to have features. It's going to have all kind of crap. I didn't really take too much notes because I don't care about it. The only note that I did take is it showed a little cool. It showed a little f- funny uh, thing where it showed Bowser and uh, Baby Bowser playing games, and it showed Bowser playing uh, Ghosts and Goblins. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, there are classic NES controllers coming to the Switch. Uh, you can charge them on via the side of the Switch, just like the the regular Joy-Cons can, which is pretty cool, except for the fact that they cost, like, 60 bucks. I don't know, I can't remember if they cost 60 bucks or uh, 40 bucks a pair or a piece, but either way, they're wireless NES controllers for you to play all your classic games wirelessly in, so that's, that's what they showed. Uh, I think it was De- uh, Damon X Machina is a game that has me very interested. Again, mechs involved here. Uh, and it opened with a, uh, the gate to the burning hells will open on the Nintendo Switch. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> wow. Well, that, that's a fucking terrible place for it to open. <laughs> that's <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> trying to go deep dark here. All right. I was like, uh, yeah, you imagine like this family friendly console, like some mom sitting there playing the Switch with their kid and they're like looking at each other and smiling in that like stock photo way and then Portal to Hell opens up on the Switch right in front of them in their living room. Grandpa. Poor old grandpa just falls over. Yeah. Just not, not the, not the thing I think about when I'm thinking about the Switch or any kind of Nintendo console. (laughs) So this game showed mechs, uh, shooting enemies down. That's, that's the main thing I took away from this. A lot of mech gameplay. Uh, some details I took where you can equip defeated enemies. You can take their weapons or armor and equip them like on the fly, or you can equip them back at your base. You can mod your, your mech out. There was some on foot travel, online co-op. Uh, so I suggest anybody out there that if the word mech interests you at all, just go check it out. It's called Damon X Machina. That's D A E. M-O-N, Ex Machina, coming out for the Switch. I forget when. I think next year. I don't know. Either way, it's pretty cool. Uh, a new Yoshi's game coming out, Yoshi's Crafted World. Their their big hook for this one is that you could play the course backwards. You could like swap the level around mid-gameplay, and it would open up new areas and routes and stuff. I'm all over every Yoshi's game around, so I'll definitely be picking this up. Uh, they made a big to-do about Civilization Six coming to the Switch. Uh, is Civ Six even out yet, Adam? I thought they yes, were only on it is. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay. They, I'm not sure if all the. Here's the thing about Civilization games: never buy a Civilization game on launch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the The fact is, is that Civilization games usually have two to three expansions per game, and when you get them, they completely alter fundamental mechanics of the game. Yeah. So, if you get a game like Civ Six, you really want to wait to get it until all the expansions are out. Yeah. Because well, that's where you're going to have the most, you're going to get the most out of it after all the expansions have dropped and you've got the complete gameplay package. I'm just, I love that Chris is being our well actually guy all up in our chat. I love this, man. We need to hire, we need to have a fourth member just to be in our Discord and fact check for us. This is, this is cool. Cause as you're looking it up, Chris, I'm looking it up too. And I see, yeah, this came out October 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm imagining they've had most, if not all of their expansions due out by now. But uh, usually takes them a year or two, so we're we're okay. getting close to the point where yeah. if there's any final DLCs they need to put out, yeah. they'll be coming out soon. Yeah. So yeah, it's coming out. You know, again, another game that's coming to the Switch. This is a fucking real time simulator coming to the Switch. Uh, it is what it is. Again, just harping on this fact. Everything is coming to the fucking Switch. Uh, they showed, they showed the, uh, star, star fighter, st- whatever the fuck the, the space shoot 'em up game is that, that features, uh, Star Fox in it. Uh, they made mention again that this is a multi-plat game, but there are star, star Fox specific levels that we're going to be coming to the Switch version. Uh, showed a really quick, uh, snippet of Star Wolf, uh, a little cameo by him. They started the game out with a Star Wolf cameo that I did not recognize, which kind of irked me because I, 
I can, I've played Star Fox 64 so many times, I have almost all the dialogue in that game memorized. So I looked it up because I could tell the way that they played the the the, the voiceover or the the quote was like that seems like it's from a game. You know, it's like it's almost like barrel roll is how they kind of said it out loud. And then I looked it up and it's from the Star Fox Zero game that nobody liked. I was like, oh, that's why I don't. That's why I didn't recognize that. Uh, they showed some Final Fantasy games coming. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition was talked about. I gotta say, uh, this is this is gonna this is gonna crawfish on what I said earlier, but I've I've kind of slightly interested in playing this version of Final Fantasy 15 as opposed to the hyper graphic version that Final Fantasy 15 originally is. Uh, see, this under- is- See this to me, it just sounds like a, a battered woman. Like, eh, you know, maybe I'll give him another chance. <laughs> That's all I hear is, you know, he's not such a bad guy when he's not <laughs> drinking. Let me explain myself, damn it! All right, so I still have not played Final Fantasy 15. I don't really have a desire to. The only way I played is if the game was gifted to me somehow or, or just gotten free. But this, if I understood what they said. If I understood it correctly, this is supposed to be Final Fantasy XV's game completely, but the graphics are like the 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 squashed down version. They're like they're they're uh, the graphics from like Final Fantasy VII ish almost. So yeah, well, well it, that Final Fantasy VII is another one of those ones that fell in those awkward teenage years of 3D. Yeah, it's yeah. just like hideous when you go back and look at it. It's like, oh my god. I'm just going to read a quick email from our uh, email right here as breaking news, uh, endoftimecast at gmail.com. Uh, this is, comes from Takriz. He says, uh, hello, uh, end of time cast, big fan. I uh, just want to let you know I started Final Fantasy 15. I didn't finish it. I don't have any real desire to. So thanks for writing in, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no desire to play that game either, but the 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 old school chibi graphic version of this game looks fairly interesting. I would say this would probably be the version that I would play. And it, it is what it is. This game's coming to Switch eventually. They also announced that Final Fantasy VII, Nine, Ten, and Ten Two are all coming to the Nintendo Switch uh, in 2019. So. There's only one one of those you should give a shit about. Yeah, number one, fuck Final Fantasy VIII, no love, not coming to the Switch. (laughs) So it got seven, eight, nine, and ten. Nope, nope, we're not getting eight. Instead of eight, you're getting X2 or ten two. And also, all these games, again, are coming to the Switch. So that's, that's crazy. And I thought to myself... What if they remade slash remastered Final Fantasy VI and it was a Switch exclusive only? Like Final Fantasy VI was back in the day. I think that'd be crazy. There would be riots in the street. (laughs) They're not going to do it, man. That game... They're remaking Final Fantasy VII before they're remaking Final Fantasy VI. After Final Fantasy III and IV have got the remake. And they haven't remade Chrono Trigger. No. No. They're just like, here's our good games. Even go back to Enix's catalog, and you're like, let's look at all their good games. Dude, I think... Nah, fuck all that. 
I think Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI are their fucking bailout games. I think if I think when Square Enix really starts to tank, when they pull the plug on fourteen because it's not making any more money, and they've had this 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 game that are not making money. All right, what do we do? Fuck it. Pull the Chrono Trigger cord. All right, guys. Yeah, you're saying that's their eject button. <laughs> that's their eject button to come out of bankruptcy. Okay, I got yep. you. Yep. Yep. Because it'll uh, work. Yeah, it will. It will. It definitely you will. You just go ahead and take my money right now. If I could pre-order it for some yep. undetermined point in the future, I would. <laughs> Chris says, and the Final Fantasy VII remake still won't be out. Yep, you're right. <laughs> we're still working on that and the last bit of thing for the Nintendo Direct was uh, a character from Animal Crossing is coming to Switch it's coming to the Switch so, coming to the Switch coming to the Switch so yep that's the Nintendo Direct That's uh, that pretty much encompasses the news section for this uh, episode as well uh, again, the, the Tokyo Game Show preview thing is still amazing to me. I don't know. This might be the fucking eighth year they've done that, but that blows my mind. I'm going to have to look into what the Tokyo Game Show actually is so I can figure out why they had a pre-show that has basically all the shit showed in it. It's probably just to get you salivating. Uh, and probably. Then they, they actually come out with like some ridiculous announcement like, you know, aliens are real or some shit. Fucking. So many of these games are getting more reveals and more trailers, and I'm like, all right, stop, because I've seen previews already. I already have the hype. I don't want to know anymore. Uh, another example was the Resident Evil 2. I'm will. I'm going to pre-order that game tomorrow, and I didn't see a video of it yet, thankfully, but I saw a couple screenshots somewhere of uh, they showed fucking William Birkin. They showed his 3D model, and I was like, ah, I scrolled past that. I don't want to see that. I know he's going to be in it. Come on, guys. It's a Resident Evil 2 remake. But I didn't want to see it. I've seen it, damn it. I haven't seen Hunters. I haven't seen Liquors. There's so much I haven't seen yet. I want that. I want all the glory of that game to be a complete surprise. I also want the End of Time cast audience to pitch in some money and send it to uh, a PayPal I will disclose later. And we are going to get... Uh, Adam a PlayStation 4. I want to I wanna get together a shit ton of money because I want this man to have Bloodborne. I want to have Persona 5. I want to force Resident Evil 2 remake down his throat so he'll play it. And maybe he'll like this Resident Evil as opposed to the old one. What? Because I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, God of War. Thank you, Chris. Duh, you got to play that one too. This, this new Resident Evil, it, man, I'm telling you, it is not like the old one at all. Uh, they've, this is something that was pretty cool. I heard, uh, some of the developers talking about, no, 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 not a developer. Back that up. There was somebody that was playing the game. I want to say Michael Damiami from the Easy Allies was talking about when he played the demo. He's like, you know, when you play Resident Evil, the first place, the first thing you want to do when you get into the Raccoon City Police Station is you want to go left because everything on the right is locked. So as you're exploring the foyer, you figure out, okay, well, the only open door is to the left. And you get into the habit of every time you play that game, first thing, go to the left. And this remake, nope. You need to go somewhere else because left is locked, boarded up. You can't get around it. So he had to, as he was going through this game that he knows like the back of his hand, he had to relearn everything all over. That is awesome to me. That's One of that's the cool things I did think about uh, Resident Evil 2 is they had a good amount of secrets in the game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and once you got past the, hey, look, we built this fucking police station completely nonsensically, you... uh. <laughs> 
uh, there's a sequence of events you can do at the very beginning of the game and actually notice the pilot from the first game. Yep. You can run yep. across his, like, uh, corpse, like, mm-hmm. shambling around. Yep. So that, you know, just little things like that. Those, those are cool, man. I like that. Yep. And I like that about the series. It's just, you know, I can't stand, hey, go find the sword key to the, you know, put the statue up against the wall and turn it three times and then figure out this thing to light this other thing so the fireplace turns on so the ceiling comes down and hits the water tank, makes fish flop around on the ground, and that opens <laughs> the door. And it's like, real, just fucking stop. Just fucking stop. <laughs> I can't can, stand this shit. <laughs> I can totally understand your disdain for that. I will tell you that from everything that I've seen and listened to and all the talks I've heard about the, uh, for anybody out there, if you haven't, go look up, uh, there's a 30 something minute gameplay that, uh, full HD, all that shit that, uh, Maximilian dude did. There's many of them. Uh, so many have already put theirs up, but that's the one that I watched. And it's just a gameplay. It's about 30 minutes of him going through 30 minutes of the gameplay. And he, he tries his best to point out, you know, all, he uses the character. I don't, I don't think he does a voiceover either. It's just the gameplay. And he tries to look at details and pick out things. And in the event of all the things that I've watched and read and listened to so far, I don't think I've heard anybody mention, oh, so what about the old, you know, find the, the, the key and, and the crown? I'm like, oh, no, I haven't heard anybody say any of that. So whether or not that stuff is in there, I cannot tell you. But, this game looks complete. It's a completely different game, man. We're talking yeah. Resident Evil Four over the shoulder, uh, actual fucking horror shit going on. Very dark tone. Uh, doesn't seem so actiony. It seems more. It seems a lot creepier. It just seems like you know, you know how they redid Silent Hill. Game. They did yeah. re- this the second time. I'm going to mention this game in this podcast, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. How they redid Silent Hill and made it in, into PT. Mm-hmm. And it was ultra atmospheric and ultra, uh, you know, you were, you were just completely immersed. That's what I like in a horror game. Yeah. I want to, I want to be fucking scared. Yeah. I want to jump out of my seat and kind of piss myself a little bit and not tell that's, anybody. That's what that's, I'm getting from this game. That's what I'm that's getting what from I this want. remake. What I like, don't want is Twitch action shooter slash puzzle fucking rack your brain write down 50 things like some stuff yeah. i'd actually have to do in the situation like let me get a piece of yeah. paper and remember what i what was written on this so i can go look at this thing in this other room and figure out where i need to shove the ruby up the statue's ass to get it to fucking cough up a key another yeah, thing like, that was that's been showcased very prominently with this game is uh the gore there capcom is very very proud of the of the what what it's been colloquially referred to as the gore tech uh they showed a scene where uh leon was he came upon this dead uh this fallen officer and he went to pull his head up i guess to check for a pulse or to see if he was alive or turned or whatever and as he pulled he grabbed his chin and pulled his head up and he had a gigantic fucking bite mark out of Damn near from where his ear is to his his fucking nipple. Just a huge fucking chunk of flesh taken out. And as he pulls the head up, all the fucking tendons and the tissue and the flesh and the and the blood oozing out. It's like, wow. And he's like, what the fuck could have done this? Uh so that's another aspect that really has me interested yeah. about this game. I mean the the thing of you know, that kind of stuff, that's that's horror movies one oh one. 
Mm-hmm. And that I have no problem with. None. That sounds awesome. It's just, if I find out that it's another one of those cases, that, that was the whole thing about the Resident Evil series to me. And by the time they got away from those type of mechanics, they had already kind of gone off the, they, I, I was already punched out and the story had kind of already <laughs> gone off the rails. Yeah. You know, so I was like, yeah, nope, not getting them back into it. I mean, even Resident Evil 4, uh, which is touted as one of the most, one of the best Resident Evils ever created, even that has that shit in it. And they try, you know, they spin a story around it. There's an eccentric yada, yada, yada. But I, again, I can't, I, I, I have no, pro- that's not a hang up for me. Yeah. And I honestly can't tell you if any of that's going to be in this one. What and I can even tell you if, is, even if Resident Evil Four didn't have that kind of stuff in it, by the time they got, I get back into the thing, we are off the T virus and we're on to the LMNOP virus, and <laughs> you know, it's just you know, I'm like, okay, well, I've already lost the story. Why am I jumping in at this point? Uh, oh my so, god, that's good. I that's mean, good. it's the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, you know. Man. It's just because it's funny that you started with the L because I thought you were, I thought you were mispronouncing on purpose the Las Plagas uh, virus. That's what the game. That's what that game revolves around. No, Uh you were making the joke that A B C, but there's a T virus, a G virus. The L, Adam. That 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 joke had more layers than you know. That's probably one of the best joke references. This is why you're the superstar. That's right. This is why you're the co-star of this podcast. That's why I make a, the big bucks. Actually, no, I stand correct. That's why you're. That's why you are a special guest on this podcast. Oh damn! That's why. My my co-host is uh being sick right now. It's being dead. I mean, there's so many hoops we got to go through to get you to play this Resident Evil Two game. Anyway, you, you need a PS. You need a PS4. I'm gonna tell you now, man. I know. I know. You know, money is not fucking flowing out of anybody's pockets right now. But I'm telling you, man, you take I put this on my gaming credibility. If you were to spend the money and get a PlayStation 4 and you get the following games, you get Bloodborne, you get God of War, you get Persona 5, and just to test me out to see if I'm a fucking asshole or not, pre-order Resident Evil 4. Those four games... Those are co- almost all four of those. Period are console sellers. Uh, Resident Evil Two, sorry, not four. What I'm saying. Thank you, Chris. Uh, all four Resident Evil Four. It's if like you the bought old a one. PlayStation. If you bought a PlayStation Four and only bought any one of those games, you're golden. Like they are all console sellers. The fact that all three of those, with a fourth coming out, are 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 out now for you to have. It's it's worth it, man. It's time. It's time for you to jump off that not PlayStation 4 bandwagon and do it. And as a guy that's always late to the console game, I completely understand you holding off. But it's time. <laughs> like, you're not playing these three games that are already out and they're, it's, it's a sin. It's sinful because you're missing out on such, such great Damn. games. Damn. Um, well, maybe, maybe one day. Will, maybe somebody will grace your Christmas this year, man. I hope so. I hope maybe. so. Probably get a stocking full of fucking alcohol. I mean, coal. <laughs> what well, coal? Alcohol-soaked coal? Wow. Yeah. God. It's like, eat this shit, bitch, and I'll just be thankful that somebody gave me something. So, 
All right, folks. No, no big topic this episode. Just me and Adam catching up on uh, catching up on our long, long missed discussion. Uh, Adam, do you do you foresee yourself being back on episodes in the future, or it's more like well, you just get on when you can get on, huh? Ah, it's one of those things, man. You just life finds a way to fuck me over <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> did you just did, did you just eat a Malcolm? Did you just do That's, that? Just, uh, <laughs> that was good. I, I just, like that. I cannot, cannot tell you the amount of fuckery that it is required to keep me away. But yeah, just, just know that the bar is set high. Yeah, yeah. Let it be known, audience. Adam is alive. He's well. He just. Well, you motherfucker. He'll get. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get on here whenever he can get on here. So. Uh, audience abroad, guys and gals, did you by chance check out this uh, pre Tokyo game show? What what trailers and announcements and and uh, all that? What what items did you take away from that? What what things did I gloss over? That man, that's your that's your number one pick. Uh, what things did you see that maybe you're tired of seeing? What interest in that show at all did you have? Did you see it? If not, go check it out. There may be something, maybe a trailer in there you're interested in, uh, or the Nintendo Direct. Uh, copy paste everything I just said, but apply to the Nintendo Direct. Did any of that interest you at all? Uh, I'd love to hear what you thought about that. Have you tried this hot shit called the Messenger? Uh, what are your thoughts on any games we've talked about at all? Anything that we've talked about at all? Uh, tell us about your thoughts on Aliens. We'd love to hear that too. Anything and everything you'd like to talk about. Uh, and there's many ways you can get that information to us. We have a Facebook page. You can go to Facebook and search for End of Time Cast. It'll take you right to us. It might be how you found this episode right here. Uh, we have a, we have an email account. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. Endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We still have the same Twitter page up. We have yet to be twitted. Somebody will twiddle us someday. I hope so. Any way you want to get a hold of us, we we love to have any and all feedback from you. Uh, Adam, thanks for showing up, man. I'm glad you could set some time today to uh, be with your treasured audience. I know they miss you. I know we miss you. And uh, I hope it all works out in in the future, man. We can get back to our three-man episodes. Good to have you on, man. It's always great to have you on. I appreciate it, man. Too bad Chris wasn't here to give him shit. But uh, (laughs) he was here in spirit. He was he was here in in text land uh, correcting us over Discord. <laughs> I still love this. This is awesome. Yeah, and furiously types you motherfucker. Furiously, he's like these son of the. T- every episode we talk about not fucking up and this asshole. And every other statement I've had to correct his ass on. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Damn it. <laughs> so so next episode I'll be like Chris, we got it. Well, actually, he's like, no, I did all that shit for you last episode. <laughs> it's like yeah. Well, actually, we're not having Adam back on, that (laughs) motherfucker. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks, Adam, for being back. And uh, that's it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Michael. And I'm Adam. Good night, everybody.